Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer because the Orcs believe in it that much. <laughs> I'm your host Matt and joining me as always, a guy so majestic that he's believed to be the inspiration for the new Sanguinea sculpt, <laughs> it's Cameron. How you I, doing, mean, mate? I mean, at about 5am my hair does look kind of like that, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. See, that's it you know that's why you're the inspiration for this mate i yeah, I, I truly believe that <laughs> oh, <laughs> and we've, all, we've also let a, let a bit of a slip of news now as well <laughs> mm, yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah here we are episode 22 mm. here we are right so let's get into it so before any of the rest of it uh, let's talk about what's going to be in the show. Yeah. So we'll do our usual hobby stuff, you know, what we've been painting, putting together, reading, etc. Uh, and then we're going to go into the news after that. And the news is quite big, actually, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> Considering there's not been any major event, we've had a lot of nuggets well, of news that have come out. Well, we're kind of, we're kind of right at the start of a major event. <laughs> that is true. Uh, literally, as we're recording, uh, the Horus Heresy weekend has started mm, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you may get very breaking news through this show, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Depends what we'll happens. Refresh at every break and see if we missed anything. <laughs> exactly, and not get distracted. Um, and then for the main law topic, um, as promised, and the winner of our 40k novella vote that we had at the end of last year, we're going to talk about the uh, novella The Bloodied Rose by Danny Ware. So looking forward to talking about that. And then at the end, we're going to have a uh, what should be a very interesting discussion topic mm. where we're basically going to put forward our original AOS faction ideas. Mm, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> it's gonna, I think it's going to be quite quirky. That's my that's my gut feeling, and also we got a lot of listener feedback on that as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we're going to throw everyone's ideas out there. So right, so before we get into the hobby stuff, we'll just do a few little you know admin and uh, announcement sort of stuff. So if you enjoy this episode and enjoy what we do in general, and you have the you know the way of doing so, if you can go onto iTunes and give us a five star review, it's all greatly appreciated. Obviously, if you think we deserve it, uh, it gets the show out there. Uh, if you would like to support the show by throwing us a few pound, a few bucks, whatever your denomination is, uh, there's a link in the description of the show for our coffee page. Basically, anything we get will go towards the upkeep of the show, books that we t- talk about in the show. So it all gets you know piled back yeah. in, basically. Yeah. Uh, but again, always optional. Uh, social media-wise, our main way of communicating to the Warhammer world is... Uh, not that Warhammer world, the greater <laughs> Warhammer world, uh, is uh, Twitter. So you can find us on there, at Realm and Ruin. We've got a Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Realm and Ruin. We've got our lovely, fantastic, brilliant Discord server that we love so much. And the link on for that will be in the description as well. You know, come join us. We've got some more members since the last show. It's you know, the yeah. the they're in yeah. the, the realm and ruin family now. So you're one <laughs> of us. <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested in that, like I said, it's free to join and you know, it's just a, a nice little hangout to talk Warhammer. Oh, you know, non Warhammer if you don't want to. Mm. Uh what else have we got? Right, some other exciting news. Uh, I've mentioned previously we've got a couple of Black Library authors that are on board to guest on the show. So we've got two lined up, and now a third has appeared out of the wilderness. Yeah. And uh, another big one as well. So 
so again without naming names we've got mm. hopefully if things go right i'm literally in communication with two of them at the moment two of them are being lined up for a show in march as in two separate shows yeah, in yeah. march to join we're us we're not going to have a battle so, of the authors style episode yeah no no we, <laughs> <laughs> exactly otherwise you know they may not take kindly to that you know no, it's, they, no. they, they, they want to keep friendly you know we know about their meetings when they're talking about the law and you know especially the horse heresy stuff and things like that so mm. no we got to keep it friendly <laughs> so yeah we got hopefully like i said if you know calendars and diaries all come together we'll have two potential black library authors on in uh, march yeah. which is fantastic and talking of stuff that's fantastic we can finally announce our competition hooray Yay. yeah <laughs> free stuff <laughs> so as we've said in the last couple of episodes we are doing a new competition because we hit a certain amount of downloads towards the end of last year so we finally getting yeah. around to sort uh, of like, you know giving it's like a month and a bit it's fine yeah exactly we just you know take time <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, we it's now time. We've sorted it. So, I'm going to tell you how this is going to work. Uh, so, realistically, this today is the 2nd of Feb. So, yes. by the time you've probably heard this, the competition will already be up. But we're going to give it a few weeks so you can enter. So, there's no you know rush in that sense. It's just that by the time the show comes out, by the time it's been edited and out in probably the next couple of days the competition will be out on our like our facebook and twitter yeah. etc today at some point uh, this you know saturday the second so you know if you think hang on it's already up that's why <laughs> so so yeah so basically the prize this time i think last time we gave away the age of sigmar core book yep, which was yep. lovingly received by mm-hmm. uh, one of our listeners uh this time we've got a nice 40k prize yeah uh, we have got a nice shiny mint condition copy of urban conquest to give yeah. away cameron can i have a new please Ooh, i'm actually yeah, thank you thank you yeah because I, I did yeah. watch a youtube video of an urban conquest battle last night it looked pretty cool <laughs> um, oh, there you I, go, I, I kind of want to get it now because you can set things on fire <laughs> yeah um i must say um i don't think you can enter this one cameron i think you could no. be a bit biased no, i know I, I was looking at it as well Obviously. and i was thinking you know what i really want this <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah that is the prize that we're going to be giving away to one of you lucky guys mm-hmm. and but the good thing as well is that this prize has been given to us by you know another benefactor it's mm. this is you know this is groundbreaking for us the um to so official sponsorship we'll ever have <laughs> yeah probably yeah exactly um so you know what cameron do you know what i like yeah i i like buying models mm-hmm. um I, whether i actually get around to painting half of them is a different thing but i like buying models and i tell you what cameron one thing i like more than buying models is buying cheaper models to, you know just to give my wallet <laughs> a bit of a nicer you know time really so yeah so yeah so this you know jokes aside this Uh, prize has been greatly given to us by alchemist workshops here in the uk okay Mm -hmm. they're they're basically the the store that i use online store that i use to buy my models um genuinely and uh Mm -hmm. uh, i I think i discovered them through adrian as we know you know guest and friend Mm -hmm. of the show um he used them and i think that's how i you know got to know them uh they're a great up-and-coming wargaming business i think they've only been out or been around since i think 2015 from memory uh they're based in winsford in cheshire here in the uk they're they're Mm -hmm. like i said a very up-and-coming business and i can't plug them enough 
really i you know i like i said i buy off them regularly now so if you yeah. you know like the last thing big thing i bought off them was you know prior to christmas when i went i bought like marnius calgar and mm-hmm. chapter approved and vigilus to find that big order i think i said on the previous show you know i bought it all from them mm-hmm. and i think what's great apart from obviously just the fact that they give great discounts i mean most stuff is you know can go up to you know the 20 to 25 percent off um you know everything has some sort of discount on it um it's just they're a great bunch to deal with as well obviously i speak Mm. to them obviously as we've you know said alluding to (laughs) sorting out this prize but they're the sort of you know place that you can approach you know if you want if they don't have anything on their website approach them about it you know they they will look and see if they can source it for you and if they can chuck in a discount as well they will do as well it depends obviously what you you're looking for um and i think the other good thing about them is that they the fact that they have a lot of stock in as well they you know and it's they say on their website they try to have as much in as possible or at the very minimum have tried to have at least one of everything in again within reason but um you know if they if there's something you want they'll i said try and get hold of it for you uh if you're wanting other stuff that's not warhammer related they do that as well they do a lot of like you know things like magic the gathering and you know all the other sort of games like that so it's not just you know the the warhammer side of things uh go check them out so their website's uh, alchemistsworkshops.com you know or you can just google them um they're very active on their twitter <laughs> we do we, you know, we chat to them and and joke around with them a lot so again mm. if you want to follow them on twitter you know look for alchemist workshops on there and yeah they're great and also actually one thing i would add as well if you're in the area if you're in the uk in the winsford cheshire area which which i looked up is about two hours from me uh they do have their own you know actual physical store so you know so you can go there you can play games and things like that they're actually got their own uh game inside of things as well um they're just a great bunch and i just you know just want to on behalf of the show i just want to thank them for donating this prize to us and uh like i said if you want to check them out for cheaper models, go for it. Mm. Um, I know obviously they're UK based, but I would say as well, they do things like EU postage as well. They've got like a, a flat mm. fee if, you yeah. want, if you're if you in Europe. Um, and they will, if you're outside of Europe, i.e. You know, like yourself, Cameron, Australia <laughs> and, and the US and things like that, they they are happy to quote, you know, postage and things mm. like that. So, yeah. you know, if you, again, if you want to check them out and you're not based in, you know, the UK or EU, still contact them because you know they'll see what they can do for you so yeah yeah that is the prize and that is the lovely donator of it yeah Uh, so um how does one acquire this wonderful prize that we well i shall tell you thus cameron this is how (laughs) you enter this competition so we're going to keep it simple so we're basically to enter this competition you need to tell us what is your favorite faction and secondly why um and the key thing on the why bit i mean you can put what you want but it it'd be nice to do or better chance of winning it is you sort of you know pit more to it so rather than saying my favorite faction is space marines because i think they look cool which is fine i mean that's absolutely fine but you know say oh you know i got into them because of this or because i got into them this led to me becoming part of a gaming crew and i've now known them for 10 years you know like give us a bit of a you know a bit of a story behind it you know i've tried Mm. to keep it truthful yeah, keep, but i mean keep, and also keep it like under 500 words <laughs> yeah like i said it doesn't need to be an essay yeah exactly it doesn't need to be an essay but you know just sort of just you know sort of try, you know 
open up you know bring, yeah. bring it from the heart you know what mm. why are they your favorite faction and you know what and explain why really so that's the the criteria uh the four ways you can tell us the answer to this is obviously our twitter so like i said at realm and ruin uh it will like i said there will be a post on there for this competition so you can either yeah. reply to that or just you know direct message us or mm. tag us you know whatever you want any just any way and obviously let us know it's about the competition um so that's one way of entering uh you've got the facebook page but again facebook.com slash realm and ruin go on there and you know same thing give us the answer um and again there'll be a post on there uh the third way join our discord server and mm-hmm. you can either tag me or cameron in there or yep. both of us you know yep. to say yep you know i'm i'm on there as ninja badger seven cameron is swarby so again yep. if you want to tag either of us in there to say you know i'm entering the competition this is my answer so that's the third way and then the fourth way is you can go to our website which is realmandruin.com uh, there's a contact page on there uh, which you know which way is a way of you emailing it to us basically mm-hmm. and you can give us your answer that way as well and then basically we'll we'll look at all the entries from up until friday the 15th of february okay so that's yep. just shy of two weeks from today so basically mm-hmm. it's just before we do our next episode yeah. uh, or we record it i should say so like i said you just got just you know from give or take when you hear this recording like said, just, you know just under a couple of weeks but so you you know you've got a decent amount of time to get your entry in and like i said the cutoff will be well uk time my time yeah. uh midnight of uh friday the 15th so you know when i wake up saturday morning that you know that'll be it so yeah, yeah. so yeah so just get in there and then like i said we'll announce our winner shortly afterwards on the show and you know via social media as well and one of mm. you is going to get urban conquest yeah happy days um and one last thing before we get into the hobby stuff uh talking about our next episode our next episode is our anniversary hooray yeah yeah we've been out almost a year now hooray we you've you've had to put up for us no i know (laughs) (laughs) they've had to put up for us and what are we doing for this anniversary episode cameron uh well i've been hard at work in the rpg mines slowly carving out of the rock a specialized one shot hopefully two to three hour minimum slash maximum adventure for matthew <laughs> to run through in yes. the the premier war game ex- uh, war game rpg experience wrath and glory um <laughs> we still need to work out your character by the way please let me know what they can do so i can balance things <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes i forgot about that yes yeah. i shall <laughs> that is what um, i shall be doing tomorrow then <laughs> yeah yeah so uh that that'll be the episode we'll do the the um the announcement for the competition first although it'll obviously leak first on twitter because we'll say that probably just after the recording announce it on twitter and yes, then if you don't have twitter right. listen to that episode it'll be right at the start uh, and then it'll be a delightful frolic uh, for yeah. a currently unnamed legionnaire trying his darndest to bring the Emperor's children back together. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, how exciting. And also, I will say, and I'll, pro- and I'll mention it on the, sh- on the show when we do it, is I've mm-hmm. never played Wrath and Glory. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I've never played anything like D&D either. So this is mm-hmm. a real throw in the yeah. deep end for me. So uh, bear I'm with sure me. I'm <laughs> sure you'll rise to the occasion. It'll be fun. Oh, I'm sure. It is, uh, and it'll be good fun as well yeah so yeah. so we're doing something different for mm-hmm. our anniversary show so that'll be next one but yeah let's concentrate on this one first let's get this one done mm. so right this is episode 22 it's time for hobby stuff go yeah, camera yeah. what have you what cool. have you been working on uh the first thing i did was i contracted nurgle's rot so give me a second here <coughs> <coughs> lovely he's Sorry, still alive 
Just yeah, about. No, I just need to clear the throat. I could feel it building. Um, <laughs> oh, let me see. I did. I did some notes just because I'm forgetful these days because I'm getting old. Um, Get old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as far as hobby stuff, uh, most of it was toiling in the RPG mines, creating a custom adventure. So that's been that's been a lot of my work over the last two weeks. Has been making <laughs> sure that that works honestly because I'm also not super familiar with Wrath and Glory. I've done a little bit of it, so doing my best to make sure I don't. Like, the, the the rock falls and all the Empress children marines die, and that's the end of the story. Hooray, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it's been good. Um, and I have also, because it's very difficult, this is a thing I've learned from Dungeons & Dragons, is the side with the most numbers tends to automatically have a major advantage in any fight. So I made Matthew's character... Some sweet little sidekicks to go along yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, and so I've also made those into like neat little stat blocks in the NPC style. So they're super fast and easy to run. And they are up on our Twitter if you want to have a look yes, at them. Yes, they uh, are. Mm. Yeah. So we have a noise marine, a dark mechanicus uh, tech priest, and a brain in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not me. Our hero. No, no, no. Uh, that, that's pet. The little rogue psycho the mechanicus carries around with them in a bra- as yeah. a brain in a jar. Yeah, um, <laughs> those were really fun to do. It was really fun to imagine what like this sort of nascent war band would look like because you know you're clearly in the fairly early stages of getting a following for this character. You don't mm-hmm. have just like a legion of fifty other marines following around all the time. Um, yeah, and like I said, they're up on um they're up on our Twitter if you want to have a look at them with a brief description and like their basic stats for the game. If you know anything about Wrath and Glory, if you don't, it's probably very confusing. Um <laughs> <laughs> But it also inspired me slightly, so just this afternoon, about two hours ago, I started putting together a model for Rama, the noise Ooh, marine. Fresh off um, the press. Yeah, fresh off the press. Uh the pictures are in the Discord but not currently on the Twitter. Um so basically, I took one of the intercessors I have that I still haven't assembled from that No No Fear box I bought back when we started the podcast. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, I have really not done a lot with the with the Imperial side of that box. <laughs> yeah, you've, you converted to Chaos a long time, Cameron. Yeah, I really, I really did. Um, and There's so no turning did, back. Yeah, exactly. I did <laughs> such glorious things as cut out his knee pads and replace them with um, Witch Elf and Demonette heads. To make like those face knee-, knee pads that Chaos Marines seem to love. Um, it's got like a big skull for his chest plate, etc., etc. I've made him taller. Nice. So, like, because I described Rama as tall and slender, and then I put the Primaris Marine together, and it's like, he's tall, but he looks really chunky, so I need to make him taller so he looks a little more stretched. So he's got a little extra <laughs> yeah. waist in there. Um, so he's got to be really tall, actually. He's probably about as tall as a captain in Gravis Armor. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still only on a thirty-two mil base, but he's he's very tall. But it's fine, whatever. Um, and I put together a well, I should say the beginnings of a sonic blaster using the um, what are they called? The the judicators from Age of Sigma. You know how they can have the crossbows or the longbows. That's right, yeah, judicators, yeah. Yeah, because you've got some now, don't you, actually? I have. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, so the, the crossbows, as you know, come as like the body of the crossbow, but then the actual arms of the bow are a separate bit you glue on the front. So mm-hmm. tossed, yep. the, tossed the arms away, just took the body of the gun, because it looks nice and ornate and kind of slender. And then I stuck the face from the demonette horn, like the, the musical horn that they play as their Yeah, musician. yeah, yep. Stuck that on the front, cut the tongue out so I can drill a barrel in there eventually, um, and got it onto a Primaris Marine arm, 
God, somehow I don't remember exactly how I managed that. Um, <laughs> and so he, he's kind of got in a one-handed grip, sort of at the moment, like hanging loosely at his side. I might change it so he's holding it up in the air. That might look better. Who knows? Um, and the idea is I'll get a whole bunch of cables coming off that and connected to his backpack. So it looks like a really good Sonic Blaster. Uh, and then he's got the, um, da, 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 the Inceptor head because they have all like the cabling around the mouth and stuff like that. So he looks a little more like the, the Forge World Cacophony models, which is, you know, the, the originators of the Noise Marines. Um, he's very early stages, but I'm pretty happy with like this as a base idea. So it'll be good to see where it goes. Nice. Figure that out yeah. sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I finished reading Auric Gods, which I'm, pretty sure last episode i mentioned that i totally forgot to talk about uh it's good it's good uh mm. you don't read a lot about custodies generally at least in the books i've read so far they just don't really show up it's like uh carrion throne they show up like a little bit yeah and the watchers um, of the throne as well they're I, quite prominent yeah, in that they're oh, obviously that's a, that's actually more to do with them um but in, <laughs> yeah. in most of, in most of the fiction i've read the custodies have not really been present they've shown up every now and again and being like yeah that's pretty cool and this one is all custodies all the time, uh, including <laughs> a retired custodies, which I didn't know was a thing until I read this, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they retire yeah, they and they become that. Eyes of the Emperor, I think is the title. Eyes of the Emperor, that's right. Yeah, basically when they, in essence, when they realize that they can't handle the, the sort of the physical side mm. of, you know, being a custodian. And what that means is, no joke, if they're a t- like a tenth of a second slower than yeah. what they're used to, that's their, that's retirement to them. Mm, that is the, that's yeah. the pinnacle, you know, how the pinnacle of <laughs> what, <laughs> what makes them retire is crazy. So yeah, they, mm. they then become the what, um, not watchers, they become the eyes of the emperor. And yeah, they basically become, I don't know, detectives. They become, yeah. they just do a yeah. bit of, you know, recon. They, yeah, they sort of keep, they keep in touch. You know, they're like a bit yeah. like, um, retired policemen, you know, where they mm, sort of, mm. they're retired, but they still <laughs> have connections. It's a bit like that, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's interesting because, like, part of the thing is, you know, I can't dress like a custodian or have custodian gear because I'll stand out. I'm like, mate, you're, you're three meters tall and built <laughs> yeah, like a god. You're not hiding that. <laughs> you're really not. Like, someone might think you're, like, a jean-jacked Goliath, I guess, but then you, like, look refined and genteel and you know to put your finger out when you drink out of a cup <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know where he's getting that idea from. Um but no, it, that was a really interesting one. I really liked that. Uh, and cool. I, that was one of the novellas. And I read another novella, which was Spear of Ultramar, which is actually set during the heresy. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. That, that was super, super good. So it's, uh, it's about that point where, you know, Dawn's back on Earth, reinforcing terror against Horus's oncoming attack. And everyone's going, where the hell is Gilliman? <laughs> where is he? What's he doing? And, uh, what Gilliman is doing is he's stuck being in traffic. Held- <laughs> yeah, he's held in a choke point by a small number of Iron Warriors, like, mid-warp mid jump over. Um, <laughs> like, ba- basically, the idea is they have to stop in this one system. There's no way to get around stopping this system because they can only make a warp jump so far before they need to, like, repair the ship and stuff. Um, so they get to that system, and Iron Warriors, it's like a single company of less than 100 of them, are waiting and ready, and they ha- their only goal is to hold them there as long as possible. And... It's really, it's, I'm not going to go too in depth, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it yet. <laughs> but it, it's, it's a really good look at the Iron Warriors and like, the Iron Warriors are like, we're not good at defending a place. So what we're going to do is the second they show up, we're going to lay siege to them, even though we're the ones defending the system. 
<laughs> is, role reversal. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're doing their best to make it a role reversal. Like, sure, Gilliman's ship showed up and immediately started shooting everything, but that's fine because we're the ones on the offensive. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and that was that was a good book. It was lots of fun. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what else did I do? I did a little more work on some demonets and a little more work on a couple of melee plague marines. Again, slowly getting there. I've got until the end of March to really figure all that out. So it's fine. We'll get there. Um, Just letting you guys know, I haven't forgotten that I did say I would try my best to finish those. Um, (laughs) Wasn't it, have you got 30 that you're trying to do? Uh, Yeah, total. Total 30 demons and trying to get, I I didn't say I'd paint all the Plague Marines, which is probably a good idea, but trying to get (laughs) 20 Plague Marines together is still a bit of a feat when I'm trying to convert each one and make it very individualistic, etc. Yeah, no, it's Um, labour of love, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, labour of love. Papa appreciates it. Yeah, Uh, and I felt like I really needed to paint something, so I took that uh, Unlimited Blade Works many-armed Chaos Lord I made with all his magnetised arms, and I started (laughs) painting him, Uh, and uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's that I think it is that model, the plague surgeon, like the way that model is set up, it's all like vertical lines and very mm-hmm. well defined areas. It is just a joy to paint. Like it's been super easy, but it's super fun and satisfying. It's looking good so far. Uh I still need to do a bunch of detailing, get all like the metal and stuff on there and everything. I also have to paint about twelve arms. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that's basically all my hobby. I haven't done a whole lot, uh, because I've been getting ready to go back to work because summer holidays are nearly over. Thank God. Oh, boo. No, no. I'm really happy to be coming back to have. Oh, fair job. enough. Um, Yay. <laughs> hooray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hopefully that'll pick up over the next, uh, the next month. Or so we won't have a hobby section next episode, obviously. So, uh, no. the episode after that, you'll hear, I'm sure plenty of things that I've been doing. Uh, what, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what have you been up to in the meanwhile, dear Matthew? Ah, Cameron, what have I been up to? Um, well, I am proud to announce that I managed to put together a whole squad of ten liberators. Hooray! Yeah, Matt's finally doing hobby stuff. Um, yeah, I actually managed to <laughs> sit down last Sunday, <laughs> no, last Saturday actually, and actually put together a squad, an actual unit. Again, I'm, I need to prime them and start painting them, but I actually managed to uh, put them together mm. and actually make yeah. some progress. Um, like I said, I'm con- I am concentrating at the moment on my Stormcast, primarily because I, I, even though I am sticking to my Ultramarines cu- Custodies uh, Stormcast plan, which mm. I've obviously said a, few, a little while ago. It's just I'm thinking, right, okay, let's just concentrate on Stormcast first because realistically, that's the quick. The quicker I get them done, the quicker I can get playing. Because like I said, like I said, I think last episode that there's a local club to me that play on Wednesday mm. nights. They do AOS, so yeah. that's my goal. I'm thinking, you know, if I can't do the 40k stuff, it's then you know going to take it, you know, make it longer before I start, you know, playing games. Really, so yeah, I'm just doing that so doing one unit at a time mm. and that's it <laughs> so yeah with fair, the stormcast so um so yeah i did a, i did a box of a, a squad of um, or unit of uh, liberators um i know you know theoretically they're not the most efficient unit because really yeah. secretors are but i thought <laughs> I, th- I think the reasons i put them together is more for mm. hobby flow if that's really the best yeah. way to put it i was yeah. thinking you know because sometimes when you're like right okay i'm going to I'm going to get into this. And when, you know, obviously if you're concentrating on a particular army, a lot of the units are mm. quite similar. So I thought, right, okay, if I, let's do some liberators, you know, they're not, they're not the most efficient unit, but they're still not bad either. And also I 
I must admit, because I'm not going to be ever playing competitively, it's just purely casual. Yeah. I just want to mix it up as well. I don't want because a lot of a lot of uh, Stormcast lists at the moment is just purely sectors and evocators, which obviously I will get around to doing. They'll be sort of next mm. in my line as yeah. well. But I was thinking, no, I want to. I want some of the old school stuff as well, even if it's not technically meta efficient or anything like that. I thought, no, you know, they still look cool. And uh, yeah, mm. and to be fair, they were very good to put together. I know they're sort of quite easy. That in general, they don't. There's only sort of three or four parts to each one. Yeah, but they were pretty good to you know to put together. Um, I had a better time compared to when I tried to put my uh, ultramarine aggressors together. So mm. they were you know like I've changed the blade on my hobby knife. I've got some better files. I've got I'm using the the Tamiya uh glue uh which i, I put on our discord because I, I find that better with the brush and you know so it was just a better hobby experience you mm. know i just actually i literally saturday i was, I was actually at my uh at my uh, mother-in-law's at the time so <laughs> uh, you know see look I, I that's how committed i am i brought them over with me you know we were there to you know have dinner and do other things but mm. i brought them with me and then you know i brought a little kit of my hobby stuff i had my my tablet put some music on bit of Slipknot, bit of Pantera and other metal bands. And I just uh, spent a few hours, you know, lovingly putting them together. And it was nice. It was nice hobby time. Because mm. if you remember last show, I was, I got a bit frustrated, you know, when you're trying to put things together and, it, you know, you go in, to, you go in quite stressed and you're trying to get rid of mold lines and all that sort yeah. of stuff. You know, when you're not in the, <laughs> the right frame of mind and you start making mm. mistakes and then it gets worse because of that. So, yeah, I, you know, it was nice to have a, a nice you know a few hours mm. of just decent hobby time so and now i feel like i'm actually making progress so i think what i'm going to do potentially tomorrow once i've done my uh wrath and glory character for you cameron i promise yeah, um yeah. I, <laughs> i'll um i think i'll probably put like a like a knight and cantor together i'll probably do a, like a single mm. hero unit tomorrow just do something you know something small put them together and then again i can my plan is get quite a few units ready and then you know smash through them you know from a priming perspective mm. and then yeah uh, get them done so uh yeah um actually talking of my stormcast as well i did have to get a part replacement as well because in my thunderstrike brotherhood box set which mm. is where the liberators are from uh, yeah. one of the prosecutor wings had broke um it, it was minor but they're so fiddly i mean it broke in in actually in the yeah. box I, as yeah. soon as i took it out it already it already snapped in transit or whatever so I contacted Games Workshop, show, you know, showed them a, a potato quality mm. photo of it, and yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, within I, I, I think I um, posted it on like the weekend, and then within a couple of days they come back to me saying, "Yeah, we'll replace it," and they've sent me a whole mm. new sprue, so I've got some few extras nice. out of it as well. So <laughs> no, it just shows. How, I know. I think you said it before when you've had problems with like your Forge World stuff, haven't you? When it was mm. was it what, yeah. what was it what was that unit that you that uh, you had problems the with? That's it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it just shows that their customer service is fantastic. You know, they, oh, were, yeah. you know, they could have just dismissed it, saying, "Oh, it's only only a little bit of a spine of a wing has snapped." It's you know, it's not the end of the world. But nah, they sent it out within a few. Mm. I got it in a few days. You know, so I can't fault them. Perfect. So f- thank you yeah. very much, GW. <laughs> uh, right. So that was that hobby stuff from me. Uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, buying wise, um, I bought. My very love. Well, not, sorry, I didn't buy it. Actually, my I should say my wife did. Um, she got me an early Valentine's present, and because she yeah, loves me so much, she got oh. me the Celestine, the Living Saint limited edition novel. Dang. It's very lovely. I know. It's. I feel. I just feel so holy just by just by picking it up. It's it's amazing. So yeah, I've got one of the one of the one thousand two hundred and fifty copies 
that only ever, mm. ever exist of this limited edition. So yeah, it's yeah, it's fantastic. It really is. It's such a gorgeous. I've not read it yet. Um, I'll be <laughs> honest. I feel almost <laughs> too scared to read it. It's, it's such it's such a lovely book. It's it's got a picture of Celestine on the front. Mm. She's done in this very with like almost like with a gold pen artwork on the front. It's done yeah. almost like a tapestry sort of look. I mean, if you okay. if you go on the Black yeah. Library yeah. website, you'll you'll see photos of it as well. And it's you know I put it on our Twitter and things like that. And yeah, you know that is a very. It's almost like a, you know, a keepsake that's uh, going to be put away for <laughs> for a rainy day. So can't wait to get into that. Um, but actually, buying wise, I have bought a very nice airbrush. Well, I say I've bought it thanks to uh, Trezellian on our Discord. Alex, he's um, he told a few of us that obviously Badger, who's a quite a no- well known maker of airbrushes is was having a sale i think from oh. what i gather the owner had turned 55 years old oh, and yeah. so what they were doing basically every single airbrush on their website was 55 dollars plus oh you know, tax and all that and <laughs> you know and these yeah so i was like wow. wow and and alex was good enough to sort of basically say look if you buy one i can get it because he's basically, I think he's got an office in America. He's UK based, like me, but he's got an office in America. So basically, the idea is he's going to we get him sent, you know, sent them to his office, and then he'll yeah. bring them back over with him, basically. So, yeah. Wow. so yeah, I I purchased a Patriot One Hundred Five airbrush, which is a you know a very highly reputed airbrush. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I got a quick. I think I upgraded it with a like a braided hose and a mm. quick trigger thing on it as well yeah, um, yeah i must admit i've never used an airbrush but i thought <laughs> i can't resist at that price and no. to be fair it means like it by saving you know good money on that it means i can put money towards a compressor which is the other main mm. thing i'm going to need yeah. and then like i said it means with our dodgy uk weather i can prime mm. easier that's my sort of yeah. thought on it so and you can basically uh, yeah. super easy as well get all those well, that, nice yeah. colors in <laughs> exactly i'm not gonna you know i don't think i'll ever do anything fancy but if it means i can do a lot of the grunt work by you know priming mm. easily not what caring what the weather looks like and like i said base coating and things like that, it just means I'll, I'll get stuff done quicker and the the patriot 105 is a bit of a workhorse airbrush from what you know yeah. you know me and alex did quite a bit of research i think he bought the same one with the same upgrades as well so so i mm. think i'm I, I don't think i'm gonna get it until march i think he said that i think that's when he's due no. next to go to to the states so but it's all right, no rush. I've yeah. <laughs> got plenty of stuff to put together before that. <laughs> so that's really exciting. Uh, right, and lastly, reading-wise, uh, I've read quite a bit, actually. I oh. have obviously read The Bloodied Rose. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler, because we're going to talk about it, Shane. Um, I read a couple of little mini... Uh, well, then I don't know. They they class in novella when they're like 20 page? I suppose they do. Those little yeah. short stories that mm. are lingering around. So I read Bear Eater by uh, David Geimer. It's... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a precursor little story to the Stormcast book. I think it's coming out this month. It's yeah. uh, Ham- Hamilcar, the bear, yeah. Hamilcar bear eater. So basically it's, mm. it's about him. He's one of the astral Templars and it likes, it's only like 20, 30 pages. It's a great little story. I think I got it as part of the hum- humble bundle. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, thing that was out a while ago where they gave a load, they had a load, you know, you, it was basically humble bundles. Humble bundle. <laughs> humble bundle. <laughs> put my teeth back in it's basically where you can give you get you donate a bit of money to charity and then if you, if it's of a certain amount you get basically these like digital products as part of yeah. it and like i said they did a, a black library version last year so i think it's part of that so i got i read that lovely little mm-hmm. little read um 
on those same lines, another little 20, 30 page, I read uh, Argent by Chris Rate, and mm-hmm. that was really good, actually. That was basically around like a, a uh, interrogator sort of basically talking to her inquisitor master about mm-hmm. a situation that basically went wrong, which involved the Imperial Fists and some, I oh. think it was some Ner- Nurgle... Uh, enemies, I think. I can't remember, actually. I should <laughs> It was a little while ago I read it. So, But yeah, that was, it's one of those where you think, oh, God, please make this a full novel. And I actually said that to, to Chris Ray on Twitter. Yeah. I was like, please, this deserves to be a, a full novel. It's fantastic. Uh, what else? Um, I As of yesterday, I finished my uh, next installment in the Horus Heresy. I finished book 17, mm-hmm. which is The Outcast Dead by Graham McNeil. Mm. I really like this one. <laughs> you know, the 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 Horus Heresy is a mixed bag. It, you know, when it comes to there's some very standout novels and some that are a bit of a grind to get through. That's just a well known thing. I don't think everyone. I don't think there's anyone out there that says every book is fantastic. There's always, you know, that's just the way it is. Mm. Outcast Dead. Now, this is a funny one, and and I, I will put a slight spoiler warning here because I'm going to mention yeah. a few things. Yeah. So for the next sort of minute or two, if you don't want to hear about it, we don't <laughs> care. Don't, just carry on listening. So. The Outcast Dead is based around a group of, well, seen to be traitor marines. I, they're marines from the mm-hmm. traitor legions. At this point, Isfan 5 has happened, you know, and all that side of yeah. things. Yeah. And basically, they're called the, oh, I should remember, I mean, read it yesterday, what they're called, uh, the something host, the Crusader host. That's it. That's what uh, they're called. Yeah. And basically, they, they're a collective of around 30 different marines that would be on terror around the Imperial Palace, almost like being representatives of the different legions. Mm. Not necessarily from a war perspective, like they're just just there to, as a presence and get involved in things. Yeah. And there's about, like I said, they would have mostly representatives of all the different legions, but not. But and it's a bit like a rotation thing. It's a bit mm. like the custodies, where you know, with the the three hundred that look after the emperor, where they sort of rotate every so many years. It's a bit. It's a situation like that. And then because of obviously the Horus Heresy, they basically get put into prison. Because they obviously mm. just think, you know, they're like, right, okay, you're of the traitor legions, you're getting thrown in and to sell. So it's about them, basically. And it's, you know, in essence, it's about them breaking out. And there's a, the main character is actually an astropath um, who oh, basically okay. get, he's basically part of an event of an ultramarine ship, which gets, you know, gets destroyed, basically. And he mm. gets sort of, he's having to recoup from that. And basically, he's yeah, been given yeah. the, the outcome of the heresy in his head by a dying uh, ah. psyker. But he doesn't yeah. know it's in. Well, he knows it's in his head, but he doesn't know what is in his head, and they're trying to get it out. So you've got custodies getting involved. You've got a breakout, like I said, from the prison. You've got spoiler, thunder warriors in it, mm. um, and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a really good novel. And do you know what I, I find a shame actually? Because you know I, what I like tend to do is when I've read a novel, I then look at I read about it on the internet. You know what people think. You know because obviously you've, you know so yeah. you don't spoil it for yourself. And a lot of people really don't like this novel. And you know, you know, when you're like, really, hmm. people? I think this has been one of the best so far. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Yeah. What, you know, what am I seeing that other people aren't? I think the main criticism of this novel is that a lot of people were a bit frustrated that the timeline was a bit out of sync. You know, compared to some of the other novels. But oh, get over it. Um, so <laughs> you know, it's a good novel. So yeah, so I'm going to move on to the next one, which is Deliverance Lost by Gav Thorpe. So that'll be my mm-hmm. next one ready to read as well um and uh, the last book i started is nagash the undying king as well yes. i started that yes. yesterday that's i'm looking forward to getting so i've only you know a few chapters in and that's so mm. good so far 
Um, yeah, I think that's been my reading. So I've got through a fair bit as well. Wow. Um, I don't think I don't think there's anything else. So okay, we've uh, yeah. had a fun little hobby <laughs> section there. So we'll take our first break, so Cameron can you know cough up his uh, Nurgle pestilence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can have a drink because <clears throat> my throat's going as well. Uh, so yeah, we're just going to take our first little break and then when we're back, we're going to see what's been going on in the news. Back soon. We're back. Right. And we're back to talk about the news. And like we said earlier, there's definitely a lot that's come out in the last couple of yeah. weeks. Yeah. It's been definitely one of those, really? And that? And that? And then, oh, well, look at that sort of uh, situation over the last few mm. weeks. Like I said, I know there is the Horus Heresy Weekender, you know, literally as we speak, as we record right now. So there is, you know, potentially new new stuff that's going to pop up in the middle of when we're talking about this. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, we'll discuss what's been happening over the last few weeks. Uh, what we're going to do, we'll break it down into the various games. So we'll start with 40K, then go to AOS, and then we'll go to Horus Heresy because mm. they've been pretty active over there. Yeah. So, right. 40k let's start with kill team arena as of today i believe kill team mm. arena is out am i right yeah. cameron because the yep, uk be, gw yeah. website is not is right not up now. to date yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're in the future so you can tell yeah. me these things yeah i can confirm from the australian games workshop site that you can buy yourself the kill team arena competitive gaming expansion oh yeah um, no it's uh, good it's yeah good. it that. looks it looks really good looks really cool i'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I just kind of want to get just the rule book and then use my old Space Hulk tiles to um, <laughs> yeah. play it. But no, it looks really good. Is the uh, is the rule book separate or is it just a box set? That they no, done? it's just a single box set. Yeah, I thought they would. Oh, yeah, gosh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, I think from what I gather, mm. uh, sort of from what I've read of like unboxing stuff, it's quite structured. Obviously, it's built like. Like oh, obviously yeah. the title suggests, yeah. it's built around competitive gaming, and um, like I said, from what I understand, is that the 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 scenery that you get with it is quite robust in the sense that oh, yeah. you know you can mix and match it around. But ultimately, it is for particular scenarios because I think from what mm. I gather, there's four scenarios. So because yeah. I think you yeah. got you get two boards which are obviously double sided, yeah. so you've got four scenarios, and then you you're told to rearrange the you know those bulkheads and, and bits of terrain in a particular order to you know for that particular scenario so and then i think part of the book it talks about how to run a tournament and things like that so mm. it is very like i said very competitive focus which i think is really cool and again oh, yeah. it's not it's nice that it's an expansion so mm. it's not like you're not it's not you know it's not a compulsory thing so you know for people out there that are playing kill team and don't really care about getting competitive <laughs> with it then it, they don't have to. I know yeah, you can say yeah, that for exactly. the other games. I know, obviously, that's the whole point of open narrative and match play. But, you know, it is purely compulsory. It's, again, a bit like Commanders, where, you know, you could look at this and, you know what, I'm never going to play competitive. I won't buy yeah. it. But then, obviously, there'll be a crowd out there where it's like, no, this is exactly what we want. We want to run a league. Mm. We want to run tournaments. And this is the way to do it. So um, it's don't think it's badly priced from now. I think over here it's about £55. So what's, yeah. what's it over your end? Uh, it's a hundred and fifty dollars, which is okay. It's cheap for one of the bigger boxes, but then it doesn't come with any actual units. So no, that's true. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. But no, I think I think it's a great addition, and oh, yeah. 
you know, if you're into that side of things, you can now go and get it. <laughs> right. So what else? Um, I believe today that the Gene Steeler Cult pre-orders should be yeah, going up today. They are Again, up. They are I can't see them. <laughs> um, yeah. So let me just let me just quickly pull these up so we can say exactly what's coming out today. Uh, I'm not saying that these pre-orders have had my head spinning with all kinds of dark mechanicus ideas but um (laughs) (laughs) uh so the the interest the really interesting thing with this i think is there's not one not two but three shiny versions of the codex you can shell out for you know you've got your Mm -hmm. regular normal codex and collector's edition codex with like the full art cover as opposed to the cover with the title and everything uh but then there's then there's the super special collection what is it called uh the limited edition one where it looks like a defaced imperial book it's like a purple cover with the gene stealer graffiti yes yeah Su- uh, that's actually cool. popped up sorry the, the, the website's yeah, updated yeah. so i can actually Perfect. see it now yeah, <laughs> i'm not go. blind uh and that one in particular comes with a bunch of like hard plastic tokens and it comes in a special yeah. case and everything with that looks posters, lovely which is cool. like a poker uh, set yeah, uh, the tokens are important <laughs> because even the normal edition of the Codex comes with a pack of tokens. Uh, because, well, well, we might as well talk about this quickly now. Yeah, go for it. You can't deploy against Gene Stealer cults now. It's impossible. Because <laughs> when they deploy, instead of deploying units, they can just put down counters, like blip counters. Yep, yep, it's like Space Hulk. Yep, and then either at the start of, if the, if the Gene Steelers have the first turn, at the start of their turn, you reveal the blips, and basically you don't have to assign a unit to a particular blip, you just take a blip off and put one of your units there, so you can put them yep. wherever you want, effectively. Mm-hmm. Or, at if the opponent has the first turn, at the end of the opponent's first movement phase, you reveal all the blips. Um... And they, they're good for board control because enemies aren't allowed to go within nine inches of them and stuff like that. Because, you know, they represent a dangerous area or whatever, and they're effectively a hidden unit. Um, yeah. And you can fake it out because you can also, while you're revealing blips, instead of revealing a blip to put a unit down, you can say that blip's staying there because the unit it represents is actually tunneling under the battlefield to deep strike later. And so you can get some more board control and do a fake out as well. You can have a bunch of blips on one side of the board and the opponent goes, oh, obviously they're all going to pop up there. But you've got just (laughs) enough fake blips that most of those are fakes. You've got one like throwaway unit there and the rest of your army actually deploys on the other side of the table and things like that. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's no counter deploying against them. You deploy and then they see what your deployment looks like and they can choose where to put everything, which is awesome. It's yeah it's very thematic um, isn't it yeah yeah because like cult ambush obviously with the whole deep strike nerfs wasn't really effective anymore because you can only deep strike mm-hmm. turn two and things like that so uh this is their solution to that it's a super cool one i really like it um you got the tectonic frag drill uh which is their big terrain <laughs> piece uh which there was there was a warhammer community article on it i think about yeah, how so- it's it like clips it was onto a, all the Imperialis and Mechanicus buildings and things like that. Something like that. I think there was a, like mm. a designer's commentary, wasn't there? Mm. I think about mm. the drill. Yeah, and it's actually customizable as well. You can there's alternate. Uh, the main drill head stays the same, but the ancillary ones, like the little ones around around the main drill head, you can swap out so you can have a couple that look different, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you can set it up on like a little carriage to be t- towed by the the uh, the little what's it called the galvanic servo hauler terrain piece. That little tractor terrain piece can actually mm-hmm. hold the drill around technically and stuff like that. 
Uh, it looks really cool. Its rules seem cool. Um, the Italian Jackals, the bikers and quad bike, are for pre-order. They are look, they look great. They come with, what was it, 20 heads or something like that? Mixed yeah, between and male then, and female. Yeah, it's a very yeah. diverse kit. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, there's the Jackal Alphas, which is, is it, a, I think it's an elite's choice. Uh, I'm not I th- sure. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Mm. Yeah. It, it's the biker character with a sniper rifle, which is awesome. Uh, the Locus, who is the guy all robed up, who it turns out is a bodyguard character, not an infiltrator. Uh, he seems very cool. Uh, <laughs> the female Magus, who is just a Magus, not a special character. Seems nope. awesome. Yep. Uh, the Nexos, who's planning to attack Warhammer World, is up for pre-order. Looks awesome. <laughs> I'm go- we're going to see a lot of Imperial Guard armies with, like, custom company commanders, I think. Using yeah, I would these, say these so. Yeah. Minis. Yeah. Um, God, there's even more. There's two There's two pages of pre-orders. Um, the Brood Brothers, which is the Cadian squad with the upgrade kit, is coming back into stores. Uh, as in, it's instead of being online only, only you can get the box in stores uh for makes sense pre-order now they've got their dice which people have made comments of clearly the people who designed the dice never use dice for anything because um yeah they're a bit hard to tell <laughs> yeah what it says. they're a little hard to read um <laughs> there is the sanctus who is the assassin character um mm-hmm. and I, I did earliest day have a look at like all the sprue breakdowns each of these non-named special uh, non-named characters has at the very least an alternate head and usually an alternate weapon. Like the Sanctus can either have the knife or can have a sniper rifle. Oh really? Um, oh yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Uh, if you yeah, if you look at his thing, he's got uh, an alternate thing yeah, where I he's should, holding up a sniper rifle. Yeah. Uh, the Clamavus, which is the guy with the Vox on a stick, um, has an alternate <laughs> head. Vox on a stick. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he's got. <laughs> Sounds like an ice cream. <laughs> yeah roll up yeah. get your vox on a stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and they're getting of course their data cards they're also getting a pack of art cards for pre-order which i'm assuming that's free if you yeah make an order. It, it doesn't have a price on it so i'm assuming it's a pre-order bonus thing yeah it's it's free with the print editions of the codex looking oh, at it lovely perfect nice yeah so they're, they're kind of really getting out the gate with just a host of um characters and a big terrain piece and one of the new units so presumably next week will be the Biophagus, who is the the Doctor Type One, yeah, the say so. Abominant, which is the Aberrant special character, and hopefully, please, Games Workshop, please, Aberrant's in a box that you can buy because <laughs> they were in Death Watch Overkill, which you can't get anymore. They were in nope. Tooth and Claw, which is now being discontinued because Vigilist is That's moving right. forwards. So it, they got her. You can't have, like, yeah. the heavy-hitting melee choice of the army just not be available. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, if I was a Genius of the Cult player or potentially interested, mm. I would be very happy with what I'm oh, seeing, yeah. to be fair. Oh, you yeah. get, like you said, you're getting some lovely new miniatures. They're, you know, and I suppose mm. the good thing is some of the existing stuff is still perfectly good to be using. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not quite like the Orcs release where... There was mm. you got a few new units and obviously a new codex, but then obviously there was stuff that really still in in need of being updated, but unfortunately didn't. Whereas with the Gene Steel Cult, the older stuff in air quotes is still yeah. you know still perfectly serviceable um, oh, yeah. and doesn't really look out of place. So and then just like I said, adding new elite units 
adding, you know, obviously what is looking to be a really good codex as well. I mean, mm. they've got, I was looking, mm. they've got that, um, that stratagem that I think the Drakari either had or still have, the one where yeah. it stops the other player using the stratagem, mm. potentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's very powerful is, indeed. Yeah. And I'm honestly, there's something which, so you know, with the, the big FAQ, they put in the thing where you can't re- regenerate or be refunded command points more than once per round. Yeah. The wording on that says on a two to five, the stratagem doesn't go off and the opponent is refunded the command points. Yeah. Do you think that means that then they can't use their own ability to get command points back again later in the turn? I would say so. Yeah. If you're doing it yeah. to the, the, as it's read, or well, sorry, mm. as it's written, the way I would say, yeah, if without, I'm sure there may be people that mm. may think otherwise, but yeah, I would say that that is Sneaky little your way refund. To stop your yeah. opponent from getting their refund later in the turn. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because well I think people, well, exactly, mm. and I think people were sort of saying because it's only I think it's only three command points to use that particular stratagem, wow. yeah. And 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 you know, so and it has you know it has a it that could really make or break mm. a particular game. So oh, yeah. you know, I think that's a really sneaky mm. one <laughs> to have. Yeah, but then, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's appropriate. It's appropriate for Gene Steeler cults. Oh, I think yeah. w- what's fantastic is the fact, like we said, how thematic everything mm. is with these guys mm. and i like the fact that then you've got a bit of flexibility even in the models obviously you've got the the conversion from imperial guard units which obviously was always a thing but then obviously you've yeah. got the the yeah. tyranid-esque units and then you've got the 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 mad max units that have, yeah. <laughs> that have been yeah, in this exactly. as well you've got a lovely bit of variety <laughs> yeah. so I'm no really, fair play mm, i really just want to see like i want to get my hands on it and see what i can do with an abominant with the Vigilist Formations Relic Sledgehammer that doesn't have a negative <laughs> to hit and always does three to six damage. Because, um, like, they, they they did a rules preview and it's like, you can take this Warlord trait, which is plus one attacks, plus one wounds, and plus one strength, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's the Psychic Power for plus one attacks, plus one strength. And then there's the Biophagus for roll a D3. You either get plus one strength, plus one toughness, or plus one attack. And I'm That's like, right. Yeah. How far can we go with a single character? <laughs> <laughs> how many knights can to- he kill in a single round of combat? <laughs> <laughs> See, to me, you sound like the Fabius Bile of the of the hobbyist mm. world. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they're getting they're getting six full cult rules, which is really cool. Um, yep. And one of them is actually just everyone gets plus one strength based. I think it is. Yep. Yeah, because that's the genetic experimentation cult. They're like, yeah, we made everyone really strong. Like, our basic, <laughs> our normal human infiltrators are strength four, which is probably not great for neophytes, but hey, it's there. Yeah. Uh, strength five gene stealers. I'll take it. Yeah, um, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, they, no, I, I, I'm really pleased with all this. Yeah. Yeah, it, definitely. It is, I think it... It's been a long time coming, but it, it's worked out for them, I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's good because they've always been... Literally, I know they're an underdog in the lore, obviously, because that's obviously the whole premise of them. But they're one of those factions that, let's be honest, unless you're really obsessed mm. with them, they're quite easy to forget about. You know, they're sort of one of the yeah, lesser yeah. factions. Without, I know there's people going what out there, but you know that is reality of it. They're not obviously not. They've never been a prominent faction, but mm. with this, they to me they are. They're going to shake oh, things yeah. up. I really think oh, even on the competitive really, really side, 
Oh, I think competitive, you know, like just not being able to deploy counter deploy yeah. against your opponent. That's a ridiculous disadvantage to anyone playing mm-hmm. against them. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. can't see and where I, you put I think... the abominant with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think you're going to see so much, so much amazing, com- you know, kit bashing and converting with these oh, guys yeah. as well. So oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to see what people do. So mm. yeah, there's a lot out for pre-order now. So go check it out if you're interested. Uh, right, what's next? 40k Funko Pops. I know it's a controversial subject for a lot of people. It's like, you know, we've, we had Warhammer Adventures that, that caused the, it, but you know, they, it doesn't matter. You know, they are nah. what they are. I mean, yeah. you either like them or you don't. It's Look, not the end of the world. Is the it? only risk was that we'd get a sanguineous Funko Pop before a sanguineous uh, mini. <laughs> Luckily, we haven't. Luckily, we so, haven't. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, so there's four of them available. It's based on the, the mm. four traditional, you know, main chapters. Mm. You know, if you're old school <laughs> like us, we know what that means. So, yeah, so you've got a Space Wolves pack leader. You've got a, a Blood Angels Assault Marine. You've got an Ultramarine Intercessor and a Dark Angels Veteran. So, yeah, uh, yeah you know. Very cool indeed, if you like yeah. them, you know. Uh, you know? They, they look really dumb to me, but I've never been super into Funko Pop, so... That, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a preference, isn't it, really? It's Let's not be my honest. thing, but I'm sure no, and that, someone's and that's, very happy. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's one of those things that... It, let's be honest, if you like Funko Pops, really into mm. them, and you like Warhammer, there's a good chance you're going to get one. Oh, yeah. um, if you're on the fence, you may do, and then if you hate them, you're not going to, and yeah. that's fine. <laughs> that's what well, they're there for, aren't they, really? It's not like it affects you. They don't have rules for the game. No, exactly. You know, Chunky so Marine enters the field. You can make them a, a nice statue for your terrain, if you want. You could have <laughs> right, in, right in the middle, like this people praying around purged. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's like the, like a Michelin Man Marine that's just been pumped up full of air. It's like a weird experiment. I just thought of who would ne- someone who would never hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> this <God>. is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Cool. Um, so, and then we had what was a leak from the February White Dwarf, which very quickly became an official announcement. It's the beta bolter rules. Guess what? Yeah. Bolters yes. are like 5% better. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. To be fair, if you're a Terminator, a biker, a vehicle, or a Centurion, these are great rules for you. Because mm-hmm. yep. you are always doing rapid fire, no matter the circumstances, with bolters <laughs> now. Which, yep. um... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Centurions can take Hurricane Bolters as a chest weapon. So, um... Uh, I'll grab sure, but I can't I'm, remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that in a battle report last week. Like, they went, mm-hmm. yeah, I only took the Centurions because each of them could take two LAS cannons and a full Hurricane Bolter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hey, that's each of them running around making 12, shot, 12 Bolter shots a turn, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah, uh, so... Rapid fire rules on bolt weapons only, specifically for Astartes and Heretic Astartes. No good for custodies. No good for yeah, Sisters boo. of Battle. Yeah. Boo. Look, the custodies <laughs> just don't know how to use their guardian spears properly, Matthew. I don't know what no, to tell you. Clearly um, not. No. <laughs> yeah. They've uh, so, been training for thousands of years. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so th- this is part of the Make Space Marines Slightly Better initiative. They've got their slight point drops in chapter approved, and now they're getting this. Um, so it applies to Primaris, regular Marines, Chaos Marines of all flavors. Apparently it's very nasty on Thousand Suns. Um, you can rapid fire if you are a biker vehicle, Terminator, or Centurion. You can always rapid fire. If you didn't move, you can rapid fire. Um, there's a- one other condition. 
I mean, you can obviously um, rapid fire at half range. Um, it basically means it's the other one is if you main stationary during the previous movement yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah, you can always rapid fire out to maximum range, which um mm-hmm. is pretty good. Uh, it did make intercessors better, uh, just the yep. basic ones, because they can now rapid fire at thirty inches. You just plop five of them on an objective. On an objective, they put out ten shots each turn. Not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I said, it's really it's a big win for Terminators. It's a big win for Grey Knights. Surprisingly, yeah, enough, strikes, they all have storm bolters. <laughs> I was going to say their strike squads are. I know that they're still. I mean, Grey yeah. Knights are still massively suffering, regardless. But yeah, it yeah. makes it a little bit better. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I, like I said, I watched that Urban Conquest battle report last night. It was Grey Knights versus Tyranids, and the Terminator squads were putting out like twenty shots each, mm. no problem. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> Every turn, no matter what, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, it's 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 a good start. I'll say that it did confuse a lot of people who didn't realize it replaced normal rapid fire rules and thought yes. it added an extra two shots. For no, yeah, I know. A lot. Of, I don't know why people thought that. If I'm being honest, yeah. I mean that's. I mean, they're trying to. I, I know they're trying to buff yeah. Marines, but that's a hell of a. That's a bit much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. My Terminator exactly. makes eight shots with his combi bolter because he's meeting all yeah. these conditions. He didn't move. <laughs> he's half range, and he's a Terminator. <laughs> Clearly, he makes eight shots. Um, <laughs> or sixteen shots. I'm not sure how that would add up. Um, hmm. yeah. No. Um, it's it's a good little buff. It it's the beginning of the long road to making Marines better. I think. I, I think I've talked about this before because they're just not as good in Eighth Edition because. The way AP works now really yeah. hurts. Really hurts an army whose big thing is we all have a three plus or two plus save, and yeah, that's exactly. what makes us durable. Like we're only toughness four. We've usually got one wound on our basic infantry, two wounds on Primaris or Terminators. But like for the previous generations, a three plus save meant against anything except basically a Laz cannon or a Melter gun, you were getting a three plus save. It was great. Yeah. And now it's exactly. now it's. I got hit by I got hit by an auto cannon now and they have a four plus save fifty fifty chance yeah, of getting yeah. blown up. Um, yeah, yeah. It's no, I agree. I I think that that's the problem with any power armor related army mm. at the moment. They're all suffering yeah. from that same thing. Where I I, I think like you said, it's an, it's a big step in in a, in that in the mm. better direction. It's you know it's it's good. Like I said, they've had points drops. Great. Like oh, I said, yeah. this bolter rule is better. Yes. I mean you know it, it's not game changing, but it's mm. it, like I said, it's an improvement. So, and oh, yeah. just like what you said, the, I think the main thing that they need to do to any of the marine-related armies is just make them tougher. They need to be more yeah. resistant. Yeah. They need more invulnerable saves and things like that stuff that mm. that that can counteract this. Because the problem is they can just get blown off the board. Like I said, normal oh, yeah. marines having one wound, it, you know, yeah. intercessors. Yeah, they got two, but oh, sorry, mm. primaris have two, but it's yeah. not that big a deal. Yeah, um, at yeah. least like with things like the custodies, they've got fallbacks of you know they've got two mm. plus saves, but then they've got. You know, in, they've got exactly like that, yeah. things like that. It makes yeah. it, you know, that's makes a difference. Whereas Marines mm. just don't have that. I think they're, yeah. they're that that's the main thing that they need to get, you know, oh, yeah. need to have yeah. if they're going to dramatically feel, improve. I feel like they can pull from Age of Sigma here. Ironically enough, I think it's from the Night Goblin or Skaven rules. Um, because <laughs> their shields have a thing against AP zero or AP neg one attacks, you get plus one to your save. Yeah. So, for example, that would make a basic marine against the last gun a two-up save. Yeah. Or against an auto, are auto cannons only AP minus one. I think they are. Yeah. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. The against auto cannon, you'd be a two-up save against a heavy bolter. You'd be well against those. You'd technically the... still be a three-up, but like yeah. help counteract AP just a little bit and still leave things like. Mm. A las cannon or a melter gun's going to blow them away, but like which should, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. It's, it's just where, but when they're getting. 
plinked with last guns mm. and things like that. Yeah. They shouldn't be going down too easily. It should, you know, you, mm. you, we see it in the books where they're getting, you know, last guns shots just bounding off yeah, them. Yes, yeah. the odd one will, you know, will go through the eye and kill them. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't be that <laughs> they're completely impervious, but don't make it where they just, they just fall down like paper to it. It's just yeah. not. Nah, it's just not yeah, right, unfortunately. But no, they'll get They'll, they'll figure sure they'll out over there. the next few white dwarfs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank God, goodness for so every issue for has a buff to Marines. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and talking of leaks, that they, I think, mm. is, is this leak from March? Yeah, white it's dwarf? for the, it's the, so because because each white dwarf's back cover shows you what the next index rules for the next month will be. So it's actually funny because if you do the online subscription, now you're getting like the full art covers with no writing. And so for you on the back of the White Dwarf, it's just a picture of some assassins fighting Araman. And then you're like, oh, cool. It's nice. It's a picture of some assassins fighting Araman. Then someone gets a normal White Dwarf's like, next month, assassins. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting the index imperialis assassins. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, interesting choice. I must admit, I wasn't expecting that. That because I suppose you know, because I suppose to be fair, assassins are still quite used in a lot of armies at the moment, especially mm. custodies and and yeah. grey knights and things like that. So yeah. I'm not surprised in the sense that they've now got their own little mm. devoted index. But to be fair, they're I suppose what they're doing is that knowing that they're part of the old style index. Yeah. So they're part of yeah. index Imperium, either one or two. I can't remember, but. Mm. I suppose they're not really a thing anymore. Now that pretty much all the codexes are out now, they're not yeah. really a thing anymore. Especially so I suppose with the, uh, the rules against soup in the FAQs where you can't have them in your ta- in your detachment now. Because yeah. you can't make yeah. a detachment of just Imperium. Yeah. No, exactly. So I I get I get that. So no, I I'll be I'll, I'm really intrigued to see what they like, come yeah. up with, with that. So like mm. part of me wants it to be like a big rules boost and like make them tougher, make them stronger and even killer. They're already pretty decent honestly for yeah. the point cost um but make, yeah. make them make them over the top and crazy you're only good make it your allowed one from one temple no more make yeah. them crazy and then just have a little side note if it's in a battle forge detachment that has the imperium keyword but uses another keyword to be battle forged this doesn't take up a slot and doesn't break battle forged you can yeah, get I- one assassin in imperium army Perfect. I see. Yeah, I think that's. I would agree with that. I'm. I'm not a fan. Where if you want one, you get one minus CP for that as yeah. well. I think. I think Slater it's a bit harsh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying they gain CP from having them, but don't no. take it away either. I think it's a bit because yeah. ultimately that's stopping people. That that can make or break whether people take an mm. assassin or not. And then, like I yeah. said, so some people then have to think. Oh, I need three of them now. You know, to put them in a detachment, mm. so, so mm. I don't get minus one CP. And sometimes you're like, I don't want three. I just want. <laughs> You know, I one or two. One so, assassin. yeah. <laughs> so no, I exactly. So I, I, I think that would be if they've done that, that would be really sensible. But we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. In about a month's time. Mm. Cool. Um, uh, then we have next? A, a very cool new mini. Uh, kind of like along the uh, along the lines of the Eisenhorn mini, we now have Commissar Commander Severina Rain. God, mm. she looks so good. I She's love this great, so she? much. Oh, like now this. This model mm. actually has, has obviously caused a, a lot of interest because obviously yeah. being a female commissar, which is absolutely fantastic. We're a massive mm. fan of more female-related miniatures. Mm. Uh, but obviously it's caused a lot of debate and is obviously the way she's been designed. I mean, I think she's yeah. fantastic. And I think she looks the- great. The big complaint I've seen, I don't know about you, is like it's she doesn't immediately read as female. I'm like, she's wearing but that's a armor. Good thing, though. 
But that's she's not wearing bad... armor. She's got a hat on. You can't see her hair. That's fine. Yeah, that's the way it should be. be. Like it that. doesn't. Why? Why should she be obviously female? It's not a. Mm. You know. You know. It's not. That does, that's not taking it. It's not taking no. anything away from her. It's not making her mm. necessarily masculine. But she's like you said. She's wearing an outfit that either a man or woman could wear. Mm. Like I said, she's obviously God. got a hair when I hair saw tied that back. Sensible armor. When I saw that sensible armor, my heart skipped a beat. I was so happy. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying boob armor can't exist you know i'm not no, saying everything no. has to be completely neutral it, you can have no. you know female like, related armor it's not yeah but it I, doesn't I, have to be that way either yeah that's the thing like my my personal example which i think i talked with someone read about this for the sisters of battle having armor that is very obviously feminine is probably the right step because the whole point of the sisters of battle is you're not allowed to have men under arms. Your troops must be women. Tech- that's the yes. technicality. And so yep, they right. do their best to appear obviously female. They got uh, boot plates are structurally insound, and I hate hate that. But it's also power armor made out of adamantine and ceramite, so it's probably a little bit of leeway in armor structure stuff there. So, like, Sisters of Battle should read as more immediately obviously female. But, like, Severine range, she's got a fairly i'd say a slightly androgynous face but more feminine than masculine face and then she's got slightly more slender limbs a slightly more slender build and she she doesn't have to read as obviously obviously female she's allowed to fight because she's not part of the church so no, let her exactly. wear what she wants yeah um, exactly God. exactly yeah. no i think this i think this is perfect i think this is <laughs> the right sort of balance where oh yeah. yes it's not you know, it's not obvious but then like i said closer inspection like, oh no that's definitely a you know that's mm. definitely a female character and that's that's fine. I'm. I mean, obviously, I think the bit that surprised me more than anything the fact that it's going to be in resin, yeah, <laughs> rather than plastic. It, look, it looks. It looks really like, like bits are really thin and like well made. I'm like, it's probably this lovely new plastic. Like, no, no, it's a once-off resin mini. I'm like, ah. <laughs> mm. okay. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, from what from what I've been reading online, I think people are are looking quite positive about it because i think it's the mm. better type of resin as opposed yeah. to uh fine cast i think it's sim from what i understand like you said Eisen- the eisenhorn mini who yeah. which is also is in resin i believe as well that mm. that it's a better type anyway so i think mm. you know it's even though it's you know you think oh no not resin because <laughs> you're thinking a fine cast i don't think I don't think it'll be as bad as what people. I think it'll, the yeah. miniature will be fine. To be fair, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't I'm worry sure about it'll be fine. issues. Honestly, my biggest thing with this is now I really want to read the books because this yep. is to celebrate Honor Bound. I believe is the title of the book. Uh, yeah, which is it. coming that's out. Baby novel. Yeah, but I think she's been in at the very least a couple of short <laughs> stories before. So I, yeah, sorry, I meant yeah. I meant um, the the author Rachel Harrison. She's oh, yeah. is her debut novel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, but obviously, she's done the. You know the the short stories as well, but this is like the first mm. you know full scale big novel that she's done. Full scale book, which yeah, yeah I, w- I want to track down those short stories or whatever they are. Read about this character because Severine Rain seems cool. Um, yeah, we got we got a peek at her kill team rules. I think it was. Yes, we did. Seems, yeah, that's right. She seems pretty great in that. Um. <laughs> but again, it's great that they're doing this. That I know we've been mm. repeating ourselves, but the fact that new model like right, let's put her in kill team as well as obviously. Mm. You know, forty k, and obviously when we talk about the heresy stuff shortly, mm. where they're obviously <laughs> doing thirty k and forty k rules combined, I think that's I think that's the way things are going now. I think we're going to yeah, see this a lot, yeah. lot more now. If it could feasibly so. survive ten thousand years, it gets a rule set. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if it's still around. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's the the forty k side of things. Um, mm. Not much AOS stuff actually, despite no. everything we've been talking about news wise. Um, <laughs> the only thing I sort of picked up on is mm. for anyone that's interested. The guys at a company called Cubicle 7, they, they're the ones yeah. that did the Warhammer fantasy role-playing book, uh, the fourth mm. edition that came out last year sometime. You know, similar to yeah. Wrath and Glory. but the year. Yeah, exactly. So that they have announced they are now working on an Age of Sigmar role-playing yes. game as well, yes. which sounds very, very interesting. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Again, it's still early days. Um, I think they they've not absolutely confirmed but i think it's looking like hopefully a release this year you know yeah, i think that yeah you know they're, they're pretty positive there's a uh i can't remember the guy's name but there's a guy who's you know he's on twitter he's on mm. the for you know like a re- like a media representative yeah there's um, on on reddit he's user imitation yes he, he, yeah yeah and and like on twitter his, his handle's very similar to that so the, mm. so the he's the like the like i said the media representative for cubicle seven yeah. you know he's yeah. go, he's going on he's on he's on reddit he's on the um the tga tga yeah. you know grand yeah. alliance uh aos forums as well so he's you know he's hitting all the the big sites sort of saying look we you know we're, mm. we're coming out with this and and you know uh, look out for news so yeah, yeah so as and when we hear stuff we're on well, the, you know we'll announce it on here on the show we've heard some Ooh. stuff because uh, I got ahead of the game and subscribed to r slash Age of Sigma RPG. Um, oh, and there's okay. Been a, there's been a small leak which has been explained by our good man Amitation. Um, oh, so tell the me. leak the leak is a piece of paper. Actually, you know, what, let me just save this image so I can send it to you. Uh, <laughs> the leak is a piece of paper that says Knight in Cantor stats. Uh, so let me just okay. quickly put this in the Discord for you to have a look at, and then yes, there's an explanation of how the stats work. Uh, I'll put it in Age of Sigma. That's where it yep. belongs. Okay, do I'm gonna have a look now. But uh, oh yeah, it is. okay, oh yeah. That's, so okay, uh, it says Knight and Candle stats. It seems there's going to be three main stats for this game. So you have body, mm-hmm. mind, and soul. Right. Uh, so a Knight and Candle has two body, three mind, and two soul. So the explanation mm-hmm. here is body encapsulates anything physical, strength, speed, balance is kind of the compilation of the strength, dexterity, constitution kind of standards in most RPGs. Uh, mind is deductive reasoning and awareness of your surroundings, book learning and street smarts, and soul is your force of will, grit and determination, and strength of character. And then the, so you have three base stats, and then all the variabilities of things are handled through your skills, talents, and positive or negative traits. So, for example... If you want to intimidate someone with force of will, you have your intimidation skill and you add your soul bonus. But if you want to intimidate someone by being a big, nasty-looking fellow, you have an intimidation skill plus your body bonus. Or if you want to do a Hannibal-esque serial killer intimidation, you have your intimidation skill plus your mind bonus. So you can use the various base stats for the same things through different ways, but then the actual see, like yeah. branches out other skills... And apparently there's about 24 skills planned for the core rules. So okay. apparently it's like a D6 pool. So a, a little like Wrath and Glory. So you make pools of D6s and roll them mm-hmm. for your skill tests and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is on release. It will probably be order only. So it'll cover like presumably humans, dwarves, elves, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Play yeah. characters. You know, keep things simple. Have more heroic characters for an introduction into the setting. 
Um, yeah, so that that's our first little leak. Uh, and as far wow. as someone asking for a tentative release date, Imitation just says, is this year vague enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sort yeah. of what I said. And I, I actually, I contacted him on Twitter when he mm. started announcing it. So I did it with a bit of a wink and a nudge, like, you know, when uh, <laughs> review copies go out, <laughs> don't forget us, Governor. You know what I mean? <laughs> please, please. I would love to get in on the ground floor on this. Cause, exactly. Yeah. I need to pick so, up a fantasy roleplay fourth edition at some point, actually, as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've, I must admit, I've been eyeing it up for a while just because it'd be something we could, you know, potentially play mm. on here as well. So yeah. Yeah. it's getting cheaper. So, you know, keep an mm. eye out for it. So, yeah. So that was the. Like I said the main bit of AOS news that yeah. came about, but but uh, we've got a lot of heresy news. It's, they oh, said they've been, they oh, have do. been churning it out, haven't they? So just, right, uh, what do we re- refresh the community blog <laughs> really quickly, <laughs> just in case? Uh, just I don't think case, there's anything. No, no, there's nothing, nothing, nothing newer than what we saw earlier. But we'll <laughs> we'll talk about them anyway. So right, let's start with the Night Lords. So Night Lords oh. have got some gorgeous looking minis. Uh, they've got they've they've got their Praetors. <laughs> That have been announced. Mm. Uh, you got one obviously in power armor and one in Terminator armor, <sighs> and God, they, look they so just look—they just look amazing. I'll, mm. I'll be honest; they just—I <laughs> think that just sums them up. I can't really say anything yeah. more about them. No, they're so—they're they're clearly night lords. They're very iconic. Mm. Some very badass-looking weaponry. My favorite um, is probably the one in power armor with the big two-handed chain glaive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. God. yeah. but they—they they both look so great. Yeah. They look amazing. They look, yeah, like you'd imagine. And again, yeah. it's perfect for anyone that that wants them in forty k as well, because mm. I'm sure you'll find a place these for will be these amazing as well. Chaos lords, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, they uh, they're out. Uh, or, sorry, yeah. not out. They've been announced. I well, should say been announced. Yeah, there's also the Night Lords Leviathan because um the the guy goes on the outside on this one, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just got a corpse strapped to the front of the Leviathan. That's how it works, right? Yeah, as you do. That's a very mm. Night Lords things to do. I mean, to oh, be yeah. fair, if if you've read any of the the Night Lords stuff, especially mm. like I know, like the the Kai Caradon's novel as well that involves yeah, them, yeah. you know, uh, they're yeah, they're, they're they're nasty buggers. To be honest, mm. <laughs> they're not very nice <laughs> to their enemies. But yeah, the Leviathan Dreadnought looks amazing as well. With that mm. said, half a corpse strung to yeah. the, the side of it as well it's I, I i must admit i love the paint job they did them with them yeah I, I think isn't that i think they're deca- decals aren't they the um, yeah the, the lighting transfers which yeah. is really interesting because we could get some really good looking night lords transfers in this case yeah because they look yeah. great they just didn't varnish the one bit properly so we could tell the transition <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think that They'll probably announce more today about these. You know, obviously it being mm. the Horse Heresy oh, weekender, yeah. so I think we'll get hopefully a bit more solid sort of release yeah. dates potentially. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, on the Blood Angel side, they have got their own elite unit that's been announced as well, the Crimson Paladins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it says on the site, Sanguinary Guard, but in Terminator armor, basically. Yeah. Again, yeah. these look absolutely <laughs> fantastic as well. Mm. Just beautiful. They've got big big blood angel shields and then mostly swords i think swords yeah. and spears yeah yeah and yeah. then there's a mm. i'm trying to think what that weapon at the top is it's like a it's a bit like an auto cannon but yeah i guess i suppose it, like it a, looks a little different 
Yeah. I mean, it's a heresy weapon, so like it'll have some crazy, crazy, crazy name. Probably, <laughs> probably shoots like radium canisters or something. Yeah, like, probably. You know? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Everything in the heresy but, was over the top, even for 40k. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. And the, thing, the good thing is, it, it's. It, I just love the fact that the heresy armies and are now getting these elite units. As again, mm. we're going to talk about some of the others in a second. It's. It just makes them. Just have a bit of character, I suppose, as well, as well yeah, as obviously, yeah. hopefully, really cool rules uh, to go alongside as well. So, mm. yeah, happy days yeah. for the and Blood then, Angels um, and Night Lords. Yeah, and then we go to the Mechanicus, and they get the drill to end all drills. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big boy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is the uh, the Ordinatus Acteus, and so you know, you know how I said the uh, the God, I forgot the name of it, the Gene Sealer Cult's drill, whatever it's called, Tectonic Frag Drill. That was it. You know how I said that was pretty big, mm-hmm. and you could put it on like a carriage and have it dragged around by the servo hauler tractor thing. It's yep. tiny. It's the smallest drill ever produced. <laughs> this thing is—it's a hand drill. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, the, the Acteus looks like it might be the size of an actual like power tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I like the fact it translates to massive death drill. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's brilliant. It's just this ridiculously huge drill with a rocket on the back mounted on some tracks. So presumably it trundles up about halfway up the board and then just shoots forward about 50 inches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. God. It is, it it is so, so over the top, but it's so good. <laughs> um, right. And then we've got some new custodies as well, which has got me very excited. I yeah. must admit, I, I, I did fall in love. And sorry to my wife, <laughs> but I did fall in love. Um, <laughs> with the, some of the new units. I love the new, uh, custodian Venetari unit as well. They've, I'll be mm. honest, they've caused a lot of, um, debate as well over uh, the internet. You know, there's not everyone's feeling it, which is yeah, fine. You know, that's, I, I, I like cool. it, but. For those who've played the latest Spider-Man game, they look exactly like the Vulture from that game. <laughs> yeah, you said that, And yeah. it really confuses me. I kind of just want to get <laughs> some and, pa- and paint them, like, bright green. It's the it's the head, because they have, like, that half-rebreather mask and then a bare yeah. head. And it looks exactly like him with, like, the wings and everything. I'm like, no, it's too close. I'm so confused. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> I mean, I'm also, they- uh, almost so scared of their rules. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're, yeah, they're, now you bring up their rules. Their rules are very, very interesting. And I must admit, it's definitely, I think we said it like the other day that pistols and bucklers is definitely the way oh, to yeah. go with these, these guys you as can, well. You can take a, you can take a pike, but why would you when the pistol is strength six, AP neg two, two damage? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is packing serious, like consistent damage as well. Yeah. I think that's what I like about them. They, they, mm. You know, and the fact that the buckler gives you, it negates minus one AP. Um, yeah. The only slight snag with them, which is a bit disappointing, they've only got a three three plus save, which yeah. is a shame yeah. because obviously most custodians usually traditionally have a two plus, like, like I mean, what we said I earlier. I guess they're meant to have kind of slightly lighter armor to actually be able yeah, to fly Yeah, it makes around. sense. It's yeah. just... You know, it's just obviously when you're when you're a custodian player, it's just you're you're used to your two up well, saves. So yeah, when but, three of these well, guys are like four hundred points, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kind of want it, a two up save. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may, it may get changed. It may be you know, it's one of those mm. things that may get an FAQ or they may just think you know what? No, that's the way it was meant to be. Um, I would love to see what they look like when people put proper custodies' heads on. Yeah, them. obviously, like I, I said, they would exposed. really help me. That would really help me with them. <laughs> They'd stop looking like a Spider-Man villain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I must admit, one thing that 
that people were saying is they were surprised about custodies having a you know an assault type you know jet you know yeah. jet pack type yeah. unit which i get where I people mean, are coming from but it, i don't yeah. at the same time it, Look, it makes sense yeah it makes sense it makes sense makes sense look terror goes very deep there are lots of like dank dungeons for custodians to yep. control but it also goes very t- also goes very tall exactly, terror very yeah. tall have to get up to the top of the skyscrapers to look for heresy <laughs> yeah and that's what they that's what they it literally says it in the in the mm. the brief sort of explanation yeah. about them they're they're, yeah. they're using their their you know their jump packs to get to the top of the towers to to deal mm. with enemies you know they're not they're just otherwise they'll just be sat there you know being looked upon from up top yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. at a disadvantage just a so, bunch of bunch of raptors waving their hands at them from on top of a tower Going, yeah, like, yeah. You can't get us. you know, it's 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 the way. No, no, I I think they they make they make sense. They're, okay, they're oh, not yeah. traditional custodies, but they're not supposed to be. And no, I no. I must admit, I like the fact that they're starting to do this, where you're getting units which are sort of in essence coming out of the woodwork, where you think, mm-hmm. hang on, where do these come from? But you know, as long as they fit in, it's not. Yeah, you know, but, it's new, it's new shiny units, yeah. <laughs> just like the people writing the books, writing the Black Library books. They just never saw them. They never looked up. That's no, what exactly. Never talked about. Yeah, exactly. I know because that, <laughs> that's what some people have been saying. They're going, "Well, hang on, if we've never seen these mentioned in any of the books, like, where where they just got lost, have they?" And it's like, no, no. It's just yeah. like I said. It's just the fact that they've never been seen, and mm. you know, they're just coming out of the woodwork now. And that's the same with busy, some of the other units. They're busy fighting above the ground level. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're they're up in the sky. You can't see them. Mm. They're fine. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's i think what's really good is the fact that they've done this sort of this beta uh sort of sort of code index for for custodies yeah, in both you know especially yeah to actually give some versatility in the army because well, if you look at their you know on forge World, they've mm. got a lot of units it almost, oh, yeah. it's almost the same as the the uh, games workshop side of custodies sure it's like doubled their Forge units. World custodies units than there are games workshop custodies <laughs> <laughs> units. yeah you, you know you've got some like i said some lovely units you've got the uh the quillon terminators mm. who are really good um yeah. the you know i mean guards who are like yeah. the sit back and shoot with actual guns instead of a big spear custodies yeah, they've got like a sort of a form of a heavy bolter type weapon mm. from what it's like their version of a heavy bolter, supposedly. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, and you know, obviously you've got some of the big, you've got like the, the Orion assault drop ship, which yeah. is really cool, but obviously very expensive <laughs> and <laughs> financially, no, Matthew, especially. No, not on <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Bad Matt, don't look at it. <laughs> I, I, saying that, I, 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 cause I was going to get a squad of Venatari and yeah. I literally had them in my basket. And I just thought, no, wait, give it a few months. You don't need them right now. So, you know, put, no. hold back. I will get some. And the problem is I then want the the Terminators, not the Terminators, the, well, I do want the Terminators, but I want their dread mm. their Dreadnoughts as well. Oh, yeah. I love, you know, oh, they've, they've taken a slight nerf. so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they have taken a nerf in the, the rules that's just been released for them, but mm. they they at the same time their points have dropped as well. Yeah. I, I, re- I really want the Contemptor Achilles Dreadnought, mm. the one with the Dread Spear. Yes. You know, he's so God. badass. He's such a they're, good they're just miniature. So good. They're so good. Like in, yeah. both in terms of looks and in stats, it's a contemptor yeah. on steroids. So of course it's good. yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want one so much. Uh. So so yeah. But that's that's for the future. I need to get on my normal custodies at some point. So that's why I'm not yeah. pushing to buy them now. So yeah. but yeah, like I said, if you you know from a heresy and 40k point of view, I said you got mm. some. 
uh, lovely new units there. Right. Yeah. Uh, Speaking okay. of the future, mm. how long do you think until we see another diorama of Sanguinius dead at Horace's feet now that we have an actual model for him? We do. <laughs> No, this came out of nowhere. We was this was a couple of days ago, and mm. and I and it exploded on the internet. There's, like I said, finally they've announced the Sanguinius miniature as part of the yep. the Heresy character range. So obviously now I think we're missing uh, two now. Uh, I think it's we're missing Khan? the Lion, uh, Khan, and yeah, the, yeah, lion, the Lion. And I Khan. Think. Yeah, yeah, um, I think that's and it. if you, oh. if you, but I, well, you, know. <laughs> you just buy a second Alpharius. Exactly. Back to back. Exactly. <laughs> so. No, I think there's two more to go. But right, now let's talk about Sanguinius because mm. again, it's been very controversial how he's been received by people. Um, yeah, and I mean, I know we know a bit more now as of yes. this recording because obviously what we've yes. seen on the community website now. But when he was first shown <coughs> earlier this week, he mm. he brought a lot of debate up about his pose. Um, and yeah. I must, I yeah. must admit, I look. I, you know, I try not to have difference of opinion with every, you know, because I don't, mm. I'm not one of those people where I think, no, I'm right, you're wrong. I don't, you know, because we're all entitled to what we feel on yes. things. But I must admit, when I, when I saw the sort of back, slight backlash he, he was getting from people, I, mm. I was a bit stunned. I was thinking, he looks amazing. He looks exactly how you'd imagine. And then there's people criticizing mm. the angle of his knee and things like that. I was like, <laughs> I, don't what i'm what are you guys seeing that i'm not you know what am i i i just think he looks gorgeous i think I, the pose looks mm. fantastic i just couldn't i just couldn't understand what people were seeing but you know yeah that's just yeah. me really I, th- I think it's a this has been a long time coming he has probably been the most anticipated primark model since mm, they started true, this series true. b everyone expected him to be in celestine's pose just saying yeah that. but yeah no you're, you're right they probably <laughs> did expect it but then surely that's not necessarily a bad thing that he's now in a different pose. Why? You oh know, yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't. I don't think like, he should have been in that pose. No. In no. A way. Absolutely. That's too I, obvious. My, yeah. My personal take is I'm not a huge fan of his pose in the conditions to in which we were initially see, shown it. Like yes, where he's he's on a weird angle, like he's supported oddly by this rock that seems kind of out of place and doesn't flow super well with that particular look. I think also because the first one we saw was with the sword, where that's a yep. little bit of a weird motion to be coming down with a sword like that. It makes sense still, but it looked yep. a bit odd because he had like the hand out and it looks like he's trying to aim with the hand while stabbing down with the sword. And it just looks a little awkward to me personally. But now, of course, we're in the middle of the Horus Heresy weekend <laughs> as we're mm-hmm. recording. Uh, and we now see Sanguinius proper on his scenic display base. And I love him now. Is, yeah, is possible. He's perfect. This is wonderful. Yeah, big changes mm. are his hand is out because he's grabbing a demon. His legs are tucked up because he's trying not to be grabbed by a demon, and his arm is like that because he's meant to be. You have to give him the spear. The spear looks so much better. Oh, the spear of Celesto <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah. He, oh my god. No, you, you're right. I, I mean, I <laughs> like I said, I, I still love the original pose that we saw earlier this week. But mm. to like you said, I can, you know, now I, I would really struggle. To understand someone not being happy with this yeah. mon- this this miniature yeah. now, really, like I said, now with with the spear, with the fact he's you know he's pull it pushing down a mm. demon ready to strike a death blow. Yeah, that is yeah. you know he there looks is, um, epic. Yeah, now. there is one other controversy. 
Uh, have you heard of, hair. heard of, have, no, no, not actually, uh, I didn't hear about the hair. If you heard about the hair, that's the third controversy. <laughs> um, the one I heard was, uh, it goes a bit like this. Bill Nye Sanguinius guy. Oh Bill yeah, I, I saw that, his face. Someone, uh, someone put his face in grayscale and in grayscale, he looks like Bill Nye. <laughs> <laughs> the sanguineous guy which good Bill Nye is a, is a paragon of virtue and is clearly whom sanguineous should be based on uh, or, or you as I said at the start of the show yeah apparently me, apparently my hairstyle was an influencer <laughs> messy yes oh, he, no he looks fantastic no. he really well, does his I... hair makes sense with his pose like he's accelerating downward his hair's flying yeah. back yeah, yeah it's fine exactly yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, exciting and, time. So I'm sure they'll obviously yeah. give a, a date and a price for him shortly. All um, of the and money the, and, shortly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing that they've shown off again, literally breaking news, is this another brand new unit for the Space Wolves. Mm. So they've announced mm. the Death Sworn, which in essence are Space Wolf Death Company. From what we gather, yeah. you know, the brief yeah. thing they've said here. They've, so the, the Death Sworn, a brutal Space Wolves unit made up for those whom the then nascent Curse of the Wolfen has more of a blessing. But if you look at them, yeah. they're, they're said they look like God. Wolfen. They look like Death, Death Company. Company. Yeah. They, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love these so much just because they're all in really ornate Mark III armor and they all yep. have a wolf skull helmet, which looks they incredible. Look amazing. They really yeah. do. We were, we were, we were geeking out before the recording, weren't we? Because we spotted them before mm, we yeah. hit the record button, and we're like, "Oh, yeah. what another great unit!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, cu- a couple of them have like it looks like green timepieces. One is like holding one, and the others at the belt. Is that like a grenade of some kind? I thought like I thought it was something bomb? to do with um, the Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, maybe I know. Like it. it for all I know, this could be a unit that can take like two vortex bombs or something. Yeah, it could be. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I love their armor. It's so ornate as well. It yeah. really is. And they've all got almost sensibly sized axes, which yeah. is big ups. Your axe is not so large that even a space marine couldn't lift it. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> look very cool. Yeah, yeah, they look no. great. Mm. Mm. So yeah. So fingers crossed in the next few hours. Obviously not on this show. We'll probably, no, <laughs> probably, yeah. But uh, we'll uh, yeah. obviously if there's any more stuff that gets announced today, we'll include well, uh, it I mean, in the next show. Book, book eight of the campaign, uh, Malevolence is coming. Which yeah, which they, we knew been, about. It's been coming yeah. for a while. Uh, it's yeah. for White Scars, Blood Angels, and apparently has Traitor Legion rules as well. Cool. Um, it look it looks at demonology during the Horus Heresy, uh, and we get a page. We get a, a picture of just a bloodthirster and a whole bunch of corn demons. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe summoning rules for heresy could be. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, give the traitor legions an advantage. <laughs> yeah, just you to differentiate them. Word bearers, mm. but you're actually fighting a whole bunch of bloodletters. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, there's no. been a. Hold on, no, I just read the paragraph properly. What? on the tabletop, this means a full army list that lets you bring demonic forces to the Horus Heresy. So if you've got a you demon go. collection, it's now used in three major systems. Yes. There you go. Demons for Be- Horus Heresy. Hell yeah. That's it. Beginners, <laughs> if you want to get into Warhammer, just get a, just get, Chaos yeah, get a demon army. You can play any game <laughs> you ever want. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for them to add them to Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, probably. They'll turn up. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Get them in Necromunda mm. as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we've we've had a lot of great news in the, over the last mm. few weeks. It's been quite 
Well, I was going to say been quite refreshing. It's been quite overwhelming, really. It's just <laughs> been quite unexpected, I'd say, yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll um, we'll take our next little break. And then when we return, we're going to talk about the bloodied rose. Back mm-hmm. soon. Let's talk about some sisters. Let's mm-hmm. talk about certain battle sisters. Yeah. So, yes, it's now time to talk about our main law topic, where, like I said, we're going to talk about The Bloodied Rose by Danny Ware, a uh, 40k novella that, like I said, won our Twitter poll. It was, to be fair, I thought this is the one that would win as well. Uh, (laughs) Everyone likes sisters, (laughs) so I'm not surprised in the least. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're going to go through it like we do when we talk about particular novellas and novels. So, as always... Realm and Rua, spoiler warning. Boo, 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 boo. So be prepared for spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Otherwise, oh, yes. why do we would be talk about it? Uh, <laughs> so I will, uh, you know, as always, read out the back of the book just to give you some context. Yep, so yep. this is The Bloodied Rose by Danny Ware. From the blasphemy of the fallen, our emperor deliver us. At the edge of the Imperium sits the foated jungle world of Lotus. Amidst the creeping foliage and ancient monuments, a horror is rising. From the depths of a crumbling cathedral come bloodied nightmares intent on fulfilling their dark purpose by any means necessary. Only one thing stands in their way, the wrathful holy fire of the Adeptus Sororitas. Filled with the light of the Emperor, Sister Superior Augusta and her squad are a force to be reckoned with. They are here to purge the darkness from Lautis with prayer and bolter, and nothing will stop them. But the things that dwell in the darkness aren't afraid. Augusta must put her trust in her battle sisters and lead them into the shadows of the crypts in search of the truth. Faith and fire are powerful weapons, but will they be enough to defeat the sinister powers that lurk in the deeps? Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right so you started talking, and then my brain did what it does, and immediately effed everything up, and went, "What if we got David Attenborough to read one of these?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll see what I'll see what Dave's up to. I'll just say, uh, "Mr. Yeah, Attenborough, yeah. you haven't got much to do." Do you want to? Um, I know you talk about busy. wildlife. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about Warhammer? You know, it's, it's just, sounds like it'll be your thing. It's just all like the all like the jungle talk. Oh, and, oh yeah, he did do that rainforest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. at the edge of the jungle, Lautus. <laughs> yeah, we see a baby demon <laughs> looking for its mother. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, yeah. as I said to you when I was halfway through it. It's a feel good romp for the whole family mm. you know oh, yeah. it's uh it's a very light-hearted affair family friendly <laughs> family friendly <laughs> so cameron what did you think of this book i really did enjoy this one uh i i did read it god uh a while back because uh i picked this You're up that eager weren't you yeah well i picked this up basically as soon as the novellas came out and it was the first one i read of the three i picked up yeah so it's been a few months since i initially read it i did read it again today obviously to um remind myself of what actually happened but i really enjoyed <laughs> it at the time i have not read and i, I said this on twitter when i finished reading it the first time i've not read a whole lot of sisters of battle stuff and i feel like this is a really good 
start just for atmosphere on like the faction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it gets across the feeling of the faction very well without diving super deep into like what makes them tick. I um, mean, you get you get plenty of that, obviously, but it doesn't go like crazy to like this sisters of battle order does this at six a.m. then this at seven and then this at eight, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't go into pointless details. It gives you exactly what you need to get a really good feeling for um for the sisters battle, and it gives you a pretty good feeling of setting and atmosphere as well. Like it felt sweaty reading this, although it, uh, it is summer. <laughs> It is summer, so um, that's probably uh, that probably added to it a little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we won't we won't tell that to uh, to Danny Ware, the no. author. We'll just no, we'll say all, to her. Yeah, it's all her fantastic. <laughs> all sweaty work. reading it. <laughs> I'm afraid, sister. <laughs> that is amazing. That is a great. Yeah. That that needs to be on the inside of the cover. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sweaty reading it. Cameron, Realm and Leaves you in a cold sweat. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, no, no, it's really good. It's a good little, like you said, it's actually, it is it is quite a bit of a romp. Like, I, I talked mm. through this pretty quickly. I was like, yeah, I'll just read, like, yeah. 20 pages at a time because I've got to do other things. Like, nah, I took this to work and I just didn't eat all my lunch break and read it in a, whole, in, in a single go. <laughs> I just wanted to get to the end. It was good. It was good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo that really. I mean, I I read it on my lunch breaks at work. I read it over a mm. few of them, and yeah, it's it, it's one of those that it took a I suppose it took a while to get a bit of pace going. Mm. Uh, not in a I'm not saying that in a critical way because I really no. really rate this book. It was just it one of those I'm like, right, where is this actually going? But then I suppose that's mm. deliberate because yeah, it almost comes across like a horror novel. It's mm. it's got very much that horror vibe about it where the you know the creatures that obviously get referred to and things like that you, you you only find out about it you know quite a way into the novella it takes a while you know a lot, obviously a lot of it is the scene setting and mm. and obviously the build-up and you know obviously that's deliberate and i think that's quite good doing it in that way i must admit because at times when you see you know read other novels in the 40k universe that are to do with you know marines or sisters mm. of battle or yeah. anything imperium related fighting you know xenos or demons whatever you the the you know the mm. bad guys are in it it was nice that it took a while that you know to see that but also it was nice the fact that it wasn't obvious you know you're like mm. Mm, yeah what are they dealing with here <laughs> you know because obviously it was deliberately vague you know you're talking mm. about creatures yeah but yeah. you don't you don't see what you know you don't really get them described and again, until later in the in the novella, and then yeah. so you you know you're playing this bit of a guessing game, going, what, yeah. what are they dealing with here? It's not obvious, you know, no. or, or at least there's you know half a dozen things it could be. And I think, mm. I don't yeah, know I mean, because it the first big thing they're like is this world had orcs on it, and you're like, oh, maybe it's orcs, mm. maybe it's orcs, it yeah, wasn't orcs. Uh, spoilers, no, it was not. Way, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, orcs. It's uh, not orcs. <laughs> 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 I mean, to be fair, I read. The her the sort of the prequel to this, which is called Mercy, mm. which yeah. is like a you know a short twenty thirty page uh, story, which is basically the the sisters dealing with the orcs, you know, basically mm. obviously cleansing them from the from the planet, which is you know again a great little read as well, and it, it sets up like I said it sets up nicely to this. I mean, so I must admit when I was reading it, I think it can't be the orcs. That would be no. too obvious, and it wouldn't really be fitting with some of the description we're getting of yeah. what's happening you know, to the sisters. Yeah. But I think that was a really well played thing by, uh, by Danny where to do mm. that really. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and like you said about the, you know, reinforcing what sisters are like, you, you're right. There's not that many 
sisters novels out there. They're quite mm. few and far between. Um, I'm sure when they get their plastic re re release, you know, oh, as we'll be <laughs> later this year, stories. exactly, it's, it's bound year. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we'll be interested to see what comes of that. I mean, I've read Faith and Fire, which mm. is a very good. Uh, sister's novel obviously it's it's a full-scale novel and so you you know you get a bit more information mm. than that but like you said there's they're only sort of in and out of other novels and so unless you really know much about them it's very you know it can be not that obvious what they're actually about yeah. and i think what i liked about the bloodied rose is the fact that it gets reinforced all the way through it you know if mm. the, like there's one thing if you had to take away what the sisters are about it again it's very obvious is their faith and on obviously yeah. you know there's like they're constantly praying they're constantly um singing. you know give, singing <laughs> you know litanies and and you know and hymns and prayers all the way through they're fighting and they're literally like i said they're singing mm. and it sounds it sounds like quite a, an odd concept because obviously you know we're you know for a lot of us that that read a lot of 40k stories they're yeah. so focused on marines obviously mm. and with that comes you know the whole you know the whole rejection of of faith to the emperor mm, you know yeah, even even yeah. on the even on the loyalist side you know where you know even mm. if you've read dark imperium and things like that you know uh bobby g is very much you know no you know emperor's not a god <laughs> you, you know category whereas you know obviously the 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 uh the, the sisters of battle are, are you know it's they are it's a religion to them the yeah, you know the yeah. the emperor is supreme uh deity and they won't have anything. Their faith is their biggest strength and mm, it gets yeah. put across in a lot of description. And it's funny because there's times where they're, like I said, they're singing litanies and things like that. At times you're thinking, surely that's not the most <laughs> obvious thing you would be doing at this point when you're mm. dealing with, you know, DK, well, spoiler, they're, they're dealing with the corn demons throughout this mm, and, mm. and cultists of a sort as well. Yeah. It's it's funny that, but then I think that's I don't I think that's not a very obvious thing in the sense that, no. you know, when if you're in if you know something about the sister battle, I don't think it's obvious. You know, you know they they will do mm. prayers and things like that, but I don't think it's common knowledge <laughs> that you know that they sing throughout fighting. Yeah, and, you know, they're yeah. over their vox channels singing to each other mm. and you know in 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 Latin esque type yeah. uh, well, <laughs> type gothic, uh, language. Presumably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But as I said to, to when you're reading it, it looks very, very Latin, oh, yeah. which Latin. you know is quite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very fitting. Um, I mean, what did you sort of think about the sisters themselves as a as a group of them? So you know, like Augusta yeah. and the yeah. and her her uh, her squad. What do you yeah. think of them? Um, I liked, I liked them as sort of a here's the whole spectrum of things sisters can be, <laughs> effectively, because you've got yeah. you've got like Akemi is like the the absolute rookie effectively in this story you know she was going to be in order dialogus she was going to be like a records keeper and then the last yep. minute she went no the emperor says i need a gun um so <laughs> so she's like she's this bookish well-learned she knows a little bit of machine scripts and things like that she's got a very good memory she has a little feather token that she uses to help her remember things uh and she is very new she occasionally gets startled or she falls out of the chant and breaks concentration and things like that and then you know you go all the way up to augusta who's the sister superior of the squad and she is the very experienced very serious uh almost motherly as well in a way yeah she's written. yeah yeah like she you know she really cares for all the women in her squad she 
you know, there's a bit where they're taking a quick break and, you know, they start joking with each other and she's really happy to see that. So, you know, like, they're still doing all right, things like that. You have uh, Jatoya, who is, I guess, the Russian, <laughs> effectively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she's just she's the second the, in command, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's the second in command. She's just the stoic one who gets to hold the flamer, effectively. So she is the standard yep. burn heretics. Uh, we're strong. We are stoic. We know exactly what we're doing. There's a bit where she picks up a flesh hound by the back of the neck and just throws it into a pillar. And it's yes. <laughs> pretty yeah. gr- Like, one-handed. <laughs> picks it up and just <laughs> slams it and then curb stomps it on the ground like she's the very pragmatic forwards one. And then there's uh, Viola, who is the sort of... The, not, not heavy the bolter brand- one. Yeah, she's not the brand new recruit, but she's just been promoted to wield a heavy bolter. And she's, mm. you know, she's ambitious. She wants to prove herself. Uh, she wants to prove that she's, you know, right for this responsibility. Because, again, this is a faith-based organization. Carrying the heavy bolter is like a big religious deal to the sisters. Yeah. Didn't it say, <laughs> it, it says multiple times, it's thrice blessed, Yeah, this yeah. Uh, heavy bolter. I think it's mentioned about at least half a dozen times. <laughs> this is a very holy weapon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's a symbol of the emperor's wrath. Of course, it's a holy weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then there is Malia. I think her name is. Yeah, the, Malia. The ma- yeah she's uh, not quite a not quite a sister hospitaler, but she is the sort of the cool headed medic, effectively of the mm. group. Yeah, yeah, and I think she's the one with the uh, what's the name of the the, the device the where they they try oh, specs, was that, that, No, one. was that Kaya? Kaya, I think, has the auspics. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought yeah. it was the other one. Um, yeah. Okay, no, you're probably right. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. I think it's Kai. Yeah. Mm. The, the, there's probably one more whose name I've forgotten, because there's a lot of... No. There's, a, there's actually a lot of sisters, because you got you got Augusta... No, I think that's them. Shatoya, Viola, Akemi, Melia, Kaya. Yeah, it's a squad of six. Six, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, yeah. You, you get reference to Felicity, who's the, mm. the basically the, the sister superior they're trying to basically save okay. from this situation, which... Yeah. Mm. Which they don't. Um no. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, for <laughs> yes, but again, there's going to be spoilers all through this. Mm. I mean, on a on a basic premise, I what I really enjoyed it was the actual setup of mm. why they were going there. So, like I said, for for context, basically, uh, Augusta's squad had has been part of the the sisters, uh, you know, uh, force that had gone to the planet had you know basically got rid of all the orcs off there. You know, mm. basically saying to you know to back to HQ planet is safe everything's good now we've you know we've cleansed we've purged everything's all good here you know you can you know bring 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 the uh the, the adeptus mechanicus and and everyone along to uh you know to basically investigate the planet because one of the sort of the key things they're looking for is a uh, reference to their saints because obviously all the all, all the the sister of battle orders uh are ba- generally based around a particular saint in this case it's saint mina or mina um who and they they believe they've there's a relic which is actually yeah. a drop of her blood that's mm. somewhere on the planet. Yeah, hence uh, why they're trying to mm, get trying you know to deal with it. it. Yeah, because that yeah. saint that saint's big miraculous work was she was defending the Forge World of Hydrofer. So this order actually has close ties to the Mechanicus. Yeah, uh, she was defending a shrine on that Forge World and was completely drained of blood, but still standing managed to defend it until the end. Which is pretty yeah. impressive. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typical saint. She was a, a yeah. martyr <laughs> in uh, in blood. And is yeah, there any, it, is there any an... saint that isn't a martyr in the forty k? Well, no, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Mm, that's a that's an interesting question. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you know, it's it's good that that you see why they're 
they're going there basically what their purpose yeah. is so so yeah so they like i said they've they've cleansed the planet they've gone back and and basically augusta's squad have been yeah basically on on a hiatus really haven't they they've sort of they're yeah. just almost twiddling their thumbs you know waiting for their next mission you know they're sort of mm-hmm. you know they're keeping themselves you know in trained and things like that but ultimately they're sort of just you know waiting for things to happen and then the idea is felicity's squad have gone in to you know with the adeptus mechanicus to you know to find to basically become i suppose security haven't they for the the adeptus mechanicus while they they search and and research this planet obviously things hit the fan hence where (laughs) things start uh felicity and the you know basically the the adeptus mechanicus representatives have basically gone quiet and so Augusta's squad, hence, you know, have been there before, get sent in to find out what's going on. And obviously yeah, what I think was very... <laughs> exactly. That's the, I think that was the bit I found very interesting mm. was, the, was the scene between Augusta and the... Uh, the uh, what's it called? The Canoness. The, is it Xanthi or is it uh, something? I think that was her name. You know, you know, she's only in it briefly. The Yanth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she is she basically tells them, you know, right, this is gonna be your mission. You're gonna go down. You're gonna see, you know, see what's going on. And like you said, it's like, right, you need, you know, you t- you said that there was no orcs yeah. and there was no trouble down there. And obviously mm. they're like, well, no, there wasn't. You know, we we cleansed the planet. Mm. Well, clearly you didn't because something's happening down there. So, you know, they they, they get this sort of guilt trip <laughs> on them, don't they? To as they go down. And I thought that was very interesting because. Uh, you know, I I suppose you would see it because you will. Let's be honest, you're going to make mm. comparison to normal Marines when you yeah. read about the sisters because they they have parallels that, that are there, but then they do work in very different ways. Mm. And and I think that's where they're getting quite. You know, they obviously Marines will get chastised in that way, but it's I don't know. It just it feels more uh, emotional at times. Yeah. I think the way that the sisters deal with things. I think yeah. that you know where where I think. The normal standard space marines, when they're you know they're organising what they're going to do as a squad, and you know we're going to deal with this. It's very, you know, very meticulous planning, and we're going to do it this. We, you know, this is what the Codex Astartes tells us we should be doing. Whereas mm. the sisters do it more from a a feeling point of view. Like I, I, I can't think of the right words, but I, I think <laughs> spiritualist. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, they're sort of trying. You know, I think that they they take it they take it on board what personally. they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, they, they, they. It's not just angry reactions to things mm. like they, like the fact that there's this, there's a scene where Augusta is looking after her equipment, and I know mm. in other books you see Marines doing it, but it, it, it came across in such a different way. Like every weapon mm. they've mm. got, every bit of armor is, it's the Emperor's armor. You know, it's yeah. I'm doing this yeah. for the Emperor. Whereas I think Marines sometimes, obviously, they look after their kit, but mm. it's more of a means to an end. Whereas yeah. the the sisters yeah. look at I their mean, gear in a different way. I yeah, think. Marines still venerate their arms and armor but it's more of a i venerate this because as long as i respect it it will serve me well and you know it respects the memory of the people who used this before me etc etc and then the sisters go no i have to clean my armor because otherwise the emperor will be sad it's not quite that simplistic but like no it, it, it is a more religious thing as opposed to like a personal spiritual tenant because like the religious yeah the 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 marine approach isn't as religious it's more like it's it's a self functional self-functional kind of it's it's semi-religious but it's also very much not whereas like you said with the sisters it is all about the emperor and the emperor's will and this is how we enact it through him and these are gifts from him yes effectively yeah yeah exactly yeah that's why they don't they don't 
Yeah. Yeah. They don't sort of take it for granted what they've got. Whereas I think mm-hmm. the Marines do to a, you know, a certain degree. Yeah. They I sort mean, of, different chapters, you know, different ways. Like the car carrier will throw away a bolter as soon as it stops working. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so it's, it's good to see the, that's why I think even though this does get very action heavy at times, like mm-hmm. obviously you'd expect of these, of these stories, you do see, the way that the sisters come across, you know, you're seeing these little things that are like where things are so, you know, their faith, their mm. gear, the way they come across, the way they deal with their enemies is dealt with in such a different way. You know, where it's, it almost feels like they're going back to deal with the threat, whatever it ends mm. up being. Obviously, mm. at that point, the thinking, oh, is it orcs? Is it whatever? Yeah, they were you can tell they're doing at that point. Yeah, yeah, which naturally they would, because obviously that's all they came across. But it, it, the way they sort of look at dealing with it, it's almost like. They, you know, they've let the emperor down by mm, doing, yeah. you know, they've, they, and it's also the fact that they've put Felicity and her squad in peril. And obviously, yeah, yeah. You know, turns out they, they are. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, you know, it's almost that, you know, they've got a real bond. I know, mm. again, space marines have a real bond as well. But it, I don't know, yeah. it's just, it's not, it comes it's across a in a different kind. way. Yeah, yeah, and it also feels like the pressure from the superiors in this case makes it feel less like a tactical error and more like almost a moral failing on yeah, their part. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, you were, that's a, you that's were a... weak or imperfect in some way, and this is why this happened. Not because you did anything wrong, but just there's something wrong with you, so this is clearly why this happened. Yeah, how they, exactly. how they feel about it, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is... Yeah, and it just shows how how deep they go. I think with it. So you know, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's very good in that sense. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, going back to the horror theme, I think the build up with you know where we eventually do see the demons. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you did you sort of think Corn was gonna make, yeah, a, <laughs> make an yeah. appearance? Like, um, there's there's like a the very first thing is like a little mini teaser of Felicity's last stand, and although mm-hmm. it's not explicit it feels like a very corn thing like you know there's all these things with covered in blood there's lots of teeth uh and then at some point the oncoming horde is held back by a master that wants to effectively duel one on one is the implication there which again very yeah. corny thing like mm-hmm. i had an idea of where it was going i wasn't 100% sure which is why this build up was also very effective cuz like it's a heavy portion of the book is figuring yeah. out what happened to this because you know they went in they they cleared out all the orcs and then they stayed and they set up a whole town with settlers yep. and along mm-hmm. with the mechanicum uh expedition and you know they're, they're walking through the destroyed remains of this town because of course it's warp traveler still takes a while to get anywhere um and they're going you know this was the priest's house i remember her she was she was you know loving and kind and this is the only house that's shown a struggle which is like yep. the initial warning sign. Like it, it builds tension really well. I've got to say until you, you know, you get to the point where the horrible truth revealed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it was corn, everyone. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like that. Like, like you said, that very horror style where they, they're going through effect. It's effectively the remains of a battle at the chapel, you know, like yeah. what the hell killed this many combat servitors, a full squad <laughs> of sisters and a tech priest. Yeah, and it, and it's done very graphically as well because mm. you know the, when they, like I said they they've they've they're in a very eerie location. Like I said, like I said, yeah. they're going through the the old town. They can't find any 
any bodies, any no one's mm-hmm. around. It's even the wildlife is silent there. And I said yep. the only thing, like you said, is the struggle in the in the priest's house. And then obviously when they get to the um get get to the church or the cathedral, which is obviously mm-hmm. where the centre of everything happens, is you know, you've got bodies that are that are missing heads, mm-hmm. you know, facing upwards. You've got yeah. the remains of the priest on the you know that's basically drawn you know strung out on the mm. on the parapets and things like that you've got uh, the remains of the i've forgotten the name of the mechanic mechanicus uh, is it Jensia? Yeah. Jensia or jerk yeah, Gen- yeah i think it like might that. be Jensia. Uh, i feel bad calling him a jerk uh <laughs> no, <laughs> you jerk uh <laughs> yeah, jerk. He, yeah he, he's you know you see like his his remains on on a like on mm. an altar and things like that it's you know it's done in a very very that very iconic you know, demons, yeah. devil yeah. type, you know, way of dealing with things. And it's, yeah, it's very, it get, you know, I said it gets very graphic at times with some oh, of the yeah. descriptions, some of like the mutilation that's basically gone on mm. uh, throughout. And uh, yeah, and yeah. again, it just adds to that horror side of things that, you know, these sisters are obviously getting quite freaked out. And, and like I said, that's, and it plays into, you know, okay, some common tropes. You've got things like, mm. like, you know, like the, some of the younger sisters of the group are obviously getting a bit, unsettled by what's going yeah, on and obviously Oga- yeah exactly and you got augusta being quite you know like i said being the the, the experienced mother type figure that's you know trying to keep them all under mm. control and and things like that so um yeah and i think that was dealt with really well actually one thing i thought was quite interesting mm. talking about the town was obviously there is quite a reference to like the age of strife and the dark yeah, age of technology yeah. what did you think of that side of things I like that because, like, the the big thing with the Imperium is it's constantly growing and shrinking as they lose worlds and they rediscover old worlds and reconquer them and things like that. And so the idea that this was a world that had been found during the Great Crusade and then they just lost track of it through some clerical error, effectively, <laughs> or something like that. Or, or perhaps an orc invasion, but I feel my personal heck and it is a clerical error. They just forgot the planet was there. Then the orcs came along and took it. And then 20,000 <laughs> years later, they came back and went, oh, yes, we'll have this actually. Uh, <laughs> but I, I liked the idea because, again, a big part of the, re- the reason the Great Crusade happened, it was a crusade to unite mankind across the stars because humans were all over the galaxy. Like during the yep. Age of Strife and the Dark Age of Technology, they spread out from Terra. And, like, the idea that this was a human settlement, presumably, at some point, and then the Great Crusade came through and actually recaptured it and sort of canonized everything to the Emperor. They built a big statue and everything like that. And then it was just lost and forgotten until the uh, the Order of the Bloodied Rose and the Mechanicum found it again is really cool. And it adds a lot to that, that horror element because from the point of 40k, everything from heresy to current day is kind of known just because it hasn't changed at yeah, all. Yeah. But if it's from the Age of Strife or the Dark Age of Technology, and it's out here this far out from Terra, it could be anything. It, like, there's all these weird statues made out of brass and steel, I think, all over the place that are in these really yep, weird right. shapes that are really difficult to interpret. It's like, like, the priest did a breakdown. It's like there's a 20% chance they're Vox transmitters of some kind. There's, like, a 10% chance they're designed to gather energy. And, like, I don't know what else they could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, and that's obviously why the interest of the of the Admech as well being there. Because, yeah. obviously, they know there's stuff here that they want to investigate. Obviously, that craving of knowledge and craving of technology mm-hmm. and things like that. 
which is uh, yeah, it's and it, so it ties nicely together because, like you said, the, the the fact that this particular order, the order of the um, the bloody rose, is obviously connected to the uh, the adeptus mechanicus, and so you can see why they you know they both got a uh, an interest. <laughs> obviously, the the sisters yeah. want the uh, the relic of of Saint Mina or Mina, and then the Admech want <laughs> to do a bit of you know poking around to see what yeah. To, yeah, see what they can find. <laughs> yeah. So no, I thought that was uh, quite fascinating. And then I think mm-hmm. when they go down to the depths, and obviously this is where you know we we come across their when they actually start fighting, which is where they basically mm-hmm. deal with flesh hounds and then their masters, which are, are blood letters. Yeah. You know, so we finally see what uh, <laughs> what has mm-hmm. been causing all these problems. But when yeah. they go down the depths, which again it adds to that horror side of things. It gets quite mm. creepy when they're going down to the crypts. Yeah. And you know, and, th- and things are out of place, aren't they? You've got like a statue mm. of Saint uh, Mina that's sort of mm. you know, and then they say, Well hang on, when I was last here that was over over there. You know, so yeah, things yeah. have you know Being started to uh, moved yeah, which is yeah. obviously, you know, unnerving Augusta and and some of the others that have already previously been there. And I think I say one of my favourite things in this which i was not expecting is when mm. they have to deal with the, the basically the brainwashed townsfolk that they come yeah. across so there's yeah. that scene where they you know they all of a sudden they you know they see something in the dark cause basically they've been walking around mm. the crypt seeing what you know trying to investigate what's going on and then like i said there's all the townsfolk that are still alive i.e the ones yeah. that aren't dead yeah uh, the and, ones that basically have not resisted yeah, yeah. and there's some orcs so it was orcs, That's actually. it. That's that's the bit I was getting. That's the, yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. bit that I was not expecting. Mm. <laughs> so you imagine you've got these cornate, brainwashed townsfolk that yeah. are you know ambling towards a bit like almost a bit like zombies, you know, towards mm. Uh, mm. towards the sisters. And like I said, we're actually seeing a couple of orcs in there as well. Mm. I mean, I must admit, chaos I was corrupted. not expecting that. Yeah, yeah, that chaos really corrupted cool. orcs. Like, I was we, not we expecting that. We know it can that. technically happen. Like, yeah, the, there are yeah. instances where it's happened before in the fluff, technically, but, like, mm. it's something you don't think about. It's like, you, you know, you're like, there were orcs on the planet, maybe this was orcs, and the more investigating the town, like, oh, it's probably chaos. And you never think, what if it's both? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I think, like I said, it just took me slightly by surprise. Not, not because I didn't, I know it can happen. It was more, it didn't, I just didn't expect it in this context, really. It was just, you, mm. it, it Having the brain brainwashed townsfolk was not a surprise, but having some no. orcs chucked in there, they're just ambling along, you know, the mm. and things are missing eyes and and things yeah. like that. And it no, I think that was that was a great great <laughs> revelation actually at oh, that yeah. point, to, yeah. and and not expecting that. So yeah, no, really pleased with that. It made it it just gave it a bit more depth. And um, mm. yeah, and I think is it is it Sabal who's the, yeah, the sort Subal, of main Subal? Yeah, yeah, Sabal Subal. Yeah, he's the, sort of the the main instigator of all yeah. this. Who's yeah. who's basically been, you know, he's he's using you know corn to uh, mm. you know basically brainwash these townsfolk, and he's trying to get a, a lift off the planet in the yeah. end, which is the bit yeah. I was not expecting either. <laughs> mm. No, it's, I was. It's interesting because like the the implication is that the hey, guess what? This book does feature a greater demon of corn. Uh, it's not uh-huh. Subul. Subul isn't the greater demon of corn. No, it's it's like um the the implication here, like uh, I mean, it's out. I said it's like this place has been bloodstained for so long that at some point a bloodthirster was accidentally summoned and sort of trapped halfway. Yep. Like it's not fully there, but it's no. not back in the warp either. It's kind of half in and half out. And the idea is that if Subul can uh, can get 
passage off world, he can be possessed by it, I think is the idea, and then basically get out of there with it. Instead of it being stuck in this transitory state underground on a random backwater yeah. world. <laughs> well, it's not any, and also he means he can take the power of corn elsewhere. Because mm. I suppose yeah. on that, being stuck in the crypt, stuck on that planet, there's not much he, you know, you can do. You know, yeah. in that situation, yeah. you've okay, you've you've killed all the townsfolk or or brainwashed them. Okay, what <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do next then? Whereas at least by getting off planet, so so mm. what obviously they've done is by by taking out Felicity and her squad, that's mm. obviously the naturally caused the sisters to investigate. And obviously yeah. what, what will they do? They'll bring ships with them. And then obviously mm. by bringing yeah. ships with them, they can yeah. take them over mm. and get out, get off the planet. And, and like I said, spread the word of corn. So, mm. I, which I thought was a great, which was, I thought was a great motive as well. It's yeah. not, it, yeah. it almost, it was, it's quite interesting because again, when we, like, you know, when we obviously last episode, we mm. covered, uh, War Queen, and we we're talking about the the corn side of things in that. Which yeah. you know, there's some there's some little surprising revelations and behaviours. You think, oh, that you know, you you get into mm. this mindset. It's you know, blood for the blood god, and that's all it's about, really. Mm. Whereas, and you know, mindless violence for the sake of it. Yeah. Whereas again, it's just another situation with corn or something cornate related, where basically they're they're not just about oh, let's just kill for the sake of killing. Yes, we got yeah. to kill, but we've got a clever plan. We're trying to you know, mm. goad you into bringing your ships here so we can, we can escape off the planet. You know, it's again, Kill it's something. Things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine, which is what you expect of them. Mm. But it's something that, again, you know, it's, it's so easy to do with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the law mm. in, in these universes where you, you almost get, you almost, I don't know, go on autopilot. We think, yeah, okay, corn, yeah. blood for the blood God. It's all skulls mm. and all that sort of stuff, Man. which it is. I mean, you, you get yeah. some horrendous described yeah. scenes in this where you've got like a, a blood pit, and mm. and uh, mm. you know blood being drained from corpses to you know to fill this pit so it can be used for sacrifice uh, and and all that sort of stuff. Let me jot down a note. <laughs> oh, you you feeling inspired? Are you? Well, no, just do do the double switch. It's a corn cult masquerading as a Nurgle cult. Clearly, uh, all the bodies ah. they kill just start rotting, and everyone goes, "Oh, it must be a Nurgle cult." Bring in all the anti Nurgle stuff, and then a bloodthirster comes out, and no one can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Make that actually, note the one, really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, actually talking of the bloodthirster, I thought I thought what was quite mm. again interesting was the you had these little was it I think it was a Kemmer. She was having these little f- sort of mm. flashbacks from when yeah. she was learning to be part of you know the uh, being uh, a record keeper as opposed to being a, uh, a battle mm. sister. Is yeah. She realizes that the because the basically the blood the bloodthirst is talking to him you know as part of the the, the fight mm. scenes as you would expect, and obviously she realize you know she's like looking at it and almost like in slow motion where like the lips of the bloodthirst aren't really moving but she's mm. hearing this voice and thinking oh that doesn't look right and then so obviously she realizes it's the the voice of of Sabul or Sabul mm. isn't it that's the, yeah the, he's channeling the you know he's literally using the bloodthirst almost like a like a ventriloquist doll <laughs> to yeah. sort of talk on his be- talk on its behalf, basically, and obviously that's what leads to um, the way they deal with him by realizing, mm. ah, well, we can't yeah. take out a bloodthirster with you know. Let's be honest, and this would be the same on the tabletop. Oh, yeah. It's like a couple of yeah. sisters against the bloodthirster. You're not you're not gonna you're not gonna win this fight. Mm. So yeah, um, it's the uh, it's like- the conceit to let them pull off a greater demon fight in a novella. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, to be fair, they put up a fight. I mean, Augusta oh, yeah. it's a was good uh, going for it. You know, so yeah, she yeah. you know she holds her own for a bit, which is shows her experience. But obviously, it's not going to end well if they uh, no. carry on that line. No. But obviously, they by finding Sabul and uh, obviously putting a gun to his head. <laughs> mm. I, I thought that was, that's the bit that I found quite amusing. Yeah. So they find him and obviously they have to deal with some more flesh hounds and deal with, mm. uh, you know, another blood letter and things like that. And then he's there busy chanting like anything. And then she just put a gun to his head and just shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I just, if it works, like, it works. Just, well, that's, <laughs> that, that's what I think I was impressed by mm. from a sort of, from a narrative point of view, the fact that it was just so, well, I'll just shoot him in the head. It's just, you know, like no, no dramatic, you know, no sort of drawn out scene for the sake of it. Mm. Like, nah, just, because that's what you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would just put a gun to shoot him. You know, they're secure officers in the middle of fighting a goddamn bloodthirster. They're not going to, like, take the 10 minutes to say the prayer of, like, eternal damnation. (laughs) They're just going to shoot the guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) uh, I thought that was uh, absolutely Mm. fantastic. Um, And one thing, actually. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, no, No, Karen. Karen. Like, at that point, he's standing next to a portal into Korn's part of uh, the warp. And my yes. favorite thing of that is we know Korn's realm is filled with eternal war. Like, there's constant fighting and there's the sounds of battle emerging from that portal. But my favorite thing is there's also gunfire in the sounds coming out of it. So, it's like, it's 40k. There's a bunch of, like, chaos space marines stuck in there as well. Yeah. Fighting eternally, <laughs> effectively. Yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, it's not just demons in Korn's realm. He also like brings mortals in to like just gladiate a battle for the rest of eternity, <laughs> <laughs> effectively. Exactly. No, I, 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 it's those nice little touches, and I think um, mm. talking of Korn, the one, sorry, the, the thing I was going to lead on to was the yeah, yeah, you you get obviously there's a bit of goading, you know, towards the the sisters, you know, <laughs> by saying that. Um, Obviously, your your order is known, for, you know, for you know some of the things it's been up to. It's known for obviously yeah. its crimson armor and and the blood of because uh, I think that on the uh, I think it's the statue of Saint Mina that they find it's called Blood of Our Lives. I think is the translation mm. of what's written on yeah. on the statue. And I, you know, I thought it was quite interesting the fact that what obviously they're trying to naturally goad them and you know obviously to to unhinge them, but it feels like there was some mm. truth in what. The you know what you know Sabul was saying to you know to the sisters mm. by sort of suggesting that you know by taunting Augusta and the order you know you're just you're just like us look at you with your crimson ar- armor <laughs> you know you're killing yeah. you know you're kin- you're you're happy to kill innocent people because obviously they've got to gun down these brainwashed townsfolk to you know otherwise mm. they'll just get overwhelmed yeah. and yeah. it's almost like the, you know the tables are turned like saying like okay yeah you 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 know you're chastising us for you know, mm. corn and, you know, and all the things we, the bad things we do, yet you're just like us, really, at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. I thought that was quite, I thought that was quite fascinating. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, their rebuttal to that is, yes, we're, we're, you know, effectively trained to just constantly make war, battle is where we live, but we're not fighting for the sake of, like, killing and things like that, we're fighting for the Emperor. Our, our yeah. cause is just our yeah. blood-soaked bone broken cause in which we just crush everything in our path is the correct and right one yours is wrong yeah for some reason yeah, um, yeah. yeah, we're, the, yeah. we're the good slaughter you're the bad slaughter mor- moral relativism is a little out the window when you're talking to like an incarnation of death and bloodshed <laughs> yeah, i guess yeah you're, you're generally yeah. always in the right in comparison there. yeah yeah that's true <laughs> yeah it's uh mm. i think and as well because i think it makes reference i think the blood first uh or, or sabul as part of the blood first mm. sort of basically says that 
that they've been using slaughter in the name of Saint uh, Mina for like a thousand years there, haven't mm. they? They've literally all because the, it's literally this blood. The blood's been soaking into the into the crypts, isn't it? From above, you know, it's so all the blood that's yeah. sort of basically seeping through, and obviously, you know, that's been powering the demons. You know, so it's all again. It's that part of that situation saying, "Yeah, you know, you think you're the good guys up top there, but all the slaughtering that's happening <clears throat> is only just feeding us down here, where you know, you know, turning into what we're doing down." It's, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, I thought it was quite, quite interesting. Um, so the, the one thing that I also wanted to mention was after you know after they all this has been said and done, and obviously they mm. take a bit of a you know bit of a. Whew, break and go back to <laughs> just patrolling until they get picked up because it, it actually makes the point that they've been been there for like 65 days which yeah. is they're, again they're stuck there in the long term <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it <laughs> when, yeah when it's, uh, but you know you can understand it and again what i quite liked about the ending where it sort of got because it's got quite a calm ending you know where they mm. sort of mm. oh, you know we've we've done it you know we've done it sisters well done and again i think it was nice because it relates Mm. back to that human element because whereas you know like you think if this was marines they would be off you know causing war and doing what you know whereas like they're more like okay we've done the emperor's work you know for here hold this until we get reinforcements yeah we can't just jet off no exactly it's just again it felt more you know like job well done you know sort of you you know you've done what we've you know we've appeased Mm. what's happened here and you know, come on, we could have never have seen this coming. It's just the way things have gone. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, we've you know we've lost because I think is it I think uh, is it uh, Giorta that yeah Toya um, got Toya so yes yeah, yeah <laughs> she gets taken out but you know they all survive or they get a few they have a few little injuries you know mm. obviously it's been a coming of age for people like Viola you know who, who, who mm. rebels you know she goes against Augusta orders wise but you know she gets you know she realizes why she shouldn't have done it but then augusta yeah, doesn't yeah. you know doesn't punish her too much for doing it mm. and you know and akemi akemi is you know again come of age you know mm. she sort of now yeah. realizes this is the this is the reality of being a sister so it's nice how it sort of comes almost full circle to a degree mm. um mm. is there anything else you wanted to add or talk about uh, in regards to this uh, i'm pretty sure we hit all the major points it's it's a yeah. good book people you should read yeah, it it's it's definitely. seven dollars in the Australian market, so it's probably like free over in Great Britain. Um, yeah, it's three, it's th- it's three pound over here. Oh, all of it, all, all the all those all those novellas are three pound. So God, and they are well you, worth you, it. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, honestly, they are. And 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 again, even on again, whether this is still the same, but when I bought these, I bought all ten of them for mm. twenty seven pounds yeah. on the Black Library directly got, from Brack. Mm. Yeah, Brack Library. Pick up. I need to pick up the yeah. last few. <laughs> yeah, do it because they've all you know. The, the, I know you you're ahead of me on some of these, but mm. they've been so good so far. That, oh yeah, and yeah. They've they've been great, and again, this is a great. Like I said, if you're really interested in reading some, you know, some of the stories about the uh, sisters of Bal, this is a perfect representation. I mean, again, I know you're a bit limited out there. There's not mm. too many uh, novels and novellas, so you're you know you you're again you are very limited, but. This one is definitely worth it. And like I said, you can smash through it very quickly. It's a great little scene. As again, check out Mercy, which is like I said, the the you know, twenty, thirty page 
sort of prequel to all this. It's definitely worth uh, giving that a read. Um, mm. I did contact Danny Ware on Twitter, you know, the author of this, because mm. I said to her, I'd, you know, I'd love it if you meant if you did a, a full full novel about oh, Augusta yeah. and, and her sisters. And she, she she really wants to do it. It's just time, mm. you know, obviously yeah. what other commitments she's got. But, uh, busy, busy, busy. you know, hopefully if this, you know, if this is proved popular, which I'm sure it will, I, I'll, I'll be shocked if they mm. don't do a full-scale novel like yeah. you know based around these particular characters i'll be really shocked but we'll see we'll see so uh <laughs> yeah so that's been the uh bloodied rose that's been really good fun to talk about and we'll take our last break now and then yep. when we're back we're gonna talk about our made-up aos factions Yay. we're gonna get creative oh, back yeah. soon and we're back and we're back with the discussion topic, and we're going to go all AOS on you. <laughs> and by doing that, we're going to basically, well, I suppose ask the question is, you know, if you had to make up a faction, a brand mm. new faction mm. in AOS, which is entirely plausible with this oh, universe, yeah. um, what would you do? You know, what how, what would they be mm. and, and why, et cetera? So yeah. we've come up with our you know a few suggestions ourselves mm, mm. um we've got some suggestions off our discord and our twitter we've got some yeah. very diverse <laughs> answers which is yeah. really yeah. cool hey um, um so hey, first off though legal disclaimer games workshop if you use my ideas i expect to be sent a free 2000 point army of it uh just saying <clears throat> yep oh, same sorry. here fully painted <laughs> Fully built by yeah, the, I want, uh, I want the Duncan heavy metal to come team. To my house and paint yeah. it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, we're just these are ours. You know, copyright mm. realm and ruin. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, no, please use them. Just saying. Just saying some of these. <laughs> yeah. Some of these are good. You should use them, please. Yeah, send, exactly. Send me some. <laughs> I'm quite impressed myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not sure how you've done it, but I've thought of one for each overall grand alliance. Um, um yeah I, I saw yeah i suppose i sort of have actually i'm uh, sorry i've got three rather mm. than four but i've yeah they're sort of i've got a a chaos one a death one and yeah. once arguably order so yeah, okay, I, I, yeah I i didn't yeah, i yeah. missed i missed off destruction but yeah you know fair my destruction so, yeah, no, one is the least fleshed out one so uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah right okay do you want to okay um let's do um our order ones first yeah yeah let's do that Okay. All right, go for it. So, uh, my order one is a very weird one because order encompasses everything, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. So, this one's nicknamed The Hive, an ant-style okay. hierarchical society, a leading <laughs> caste and queen, and then just hordes of worker drones. They're an insect-like species, skilled at constructions, able to raise massive settlements quickly. The idea is, you would think like a nature thing, like an insect race would probably be destruction or something like that, but... Ants and other insects are very hierarchical, very ordered societies that focus on building their own civilizations effectively. Like, just mm. expand that to sentient giant insects. Like, <laughs> I, I think it'd be a cool faction. Like, you, it, it'd be like reverse tyranids, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry, I just got these ant people yeah, image yeah, in my head. Yeah, yeah like, they're, they're not eating everything in, inside. Instead, Sigma goes, you know, we need a settlement there. And then, like, two days later, they've built a wall and, like, the beginnings of a city out of, like, mud and clay. Because <laughs> yeah. they're very efficient workers. Um, and, and, like, my thought process there is, like, it's not really like any of the civilizations in Age is or the species, or I should say factions in Age of Sigma right now. There's not really one that is like organized like death is a little organized like that where there's 
power at the top and then everything else is kind of just following orders as efficiently as possible. But like, there's definitely nothing like that for order. And yeah. I like the idea of order having something really, really weird. Cause like the, the weirdest thing in <laughs> yeah. order right now is Eidneth and Fire Slayers. They're the yeah, least humanoid. Like, everything else is, it looks like an elf. It looks like a dwarf. Or it looks like a human basically. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's Sylvan F, but they're just, they're just tree people. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, just trees. <laughs> cool. I like that idea very much. So I wasn't expecting that. Uh, right. My order esque, uh, suggestion. Uh, I've named them the Solar Griffin Lords. Okay. Yeah. Uh, think sun knights basically yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. uh so so these are gonna these are from ashki um uh, mm-hmm. uh the uh, realm of fire uh they're led by uh lord suquil the ever sorry get his name right <laughs> it's my name i mean <laughs> uh led by lord suquil the unending ray okay Ooh. um so basically these guys were think I'm I'm doing this for you Bretonian fans out there, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so think think Bretonian esque type knights, you know, very Cross valiant, etc. Um, <laughs> th- these particular, yeah, it's like, yeah, they um, they basically worshipped the sun, mm-hmm. and uh, through the uh, the Necroquake, um, obviously magic w- went a bit crazy, as we well yeah. know. Uh, and basically, the, this through the uh, the after effects of the Necroquake, it's basically caused the the magic around the sun to basically burn them okay so uh so basically what so so when they're out of sunlight they they look like charred Mm. knights basically you know so it's just think uh you know where the you know all smoky and just all you know Mm. the the uh i suppose the uh ashes and things just sort of hanging off them basically but then when they're in the sun they they're shown as like you know proper Mm. Mm. knights as you would imagine so literally yeah. the the you know the sun in or out shows them either either in shadow mm. or um or not basically oh, that's cool um I like so that, they yeah. so basically they would confuse their enemies by switching between their sort of charred and light state mm. and mm. so basically they would be sort of one of their main things they would do is they would do these sort of like teleport lance charges mm. basically mm. where they would sort of tell up using the power of the sun they would basically teleport um from being charred um and then as soon as the sun hits them it you know, makes them teleport and then they yeah. like, smash through their enemies with their lance, basically. Oh, um, okay. yeah. So yeah, that's, that's cool. sort of, I like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I just thought it'd be, a, a, <clears throat> you know, a bit interesting. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So do you want to do your chaos? Yeah. One? Yeah. Uh, so my chaos one is, uh, uh, again, loosely named the fallen, uh, which okay. is kind of like a disparate faction that has chaos corrupted units from every other grand alliance so you would have like fallen stormcast or free peoples and then like corn worshipping iron jaws maybe skeletons that have been touched by nurgle to carry plague and things like that Mm -hmm. as like this very weirdly disparate sort of chaos undivided army but it's it's big thing is that it's like we are technically all the other factions uh (laughs) yeah this is what happens when chaos gets its hands on literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's like the gen- general idea. Mine, mine are probably not quite as in depth as your ones. If all of yours are like the sun because uh, man, I was just getting crazy. I was sorry. I was just it was one of those where I was just getting a bit creative when I was <laughs> uh, I was there, uh, you know, on lunch break <laughs> thinking of yeah, these oh, ideas. No, that's very cool though. No, no, I, again, I, and I could you could see well, the one you just suggested, mm. the fall, and yeah, I could see that. Um, right. My chaos esque one um, are called the Ashen Shadowdin. 
Okay. Ooh. And basically they're just think of them as dark dwarden ninjas. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Um nice. so they're from they're from Olgu, the realm of shadow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um they're led by a uh, Dwarden known as the Fist of uh, Shin Veer. Uh, and basically, they're a rebel group from the Legion of Asgore, which is basically ah. Chaos Dwarves, for people yeah, yeah, that yeah. don't know. Uh, so they're basically from the Ash Cloud Mountains. Mm. Um, so they're basically like these dark, very dark-skinned uh, Dwarden with uh, very silent red eyes. Mm. Um, they're very untraditional because they use blades rather than axes. Yeah. Um, and, and through their sort of corruption, they've uh, basically stolen uh caradron overlord tech so to use to like to attach their boots to like spring spring from the shadows so they've got like steam-based launchers to you know to do like ninja Mm -hmm. um you know shadow attacks and ropes and things like that um yeah and they uh they 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 throw (laughs) one of their main weapons is basically uh realm stone ninja stars called realm stars okay so uh so uh yeah i uh, i just thought I don't know why I thought of dwarf ninjas. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so that, cool. that was my uh, my chaos mm. one. So um, do you want to do your um, death yes. one? Yeah. Um, so you you've seen all the Spider Man movies that have ever been, right? You're up here with yep. me. Yeah. You remember Spider Man yep. Three? Tobey Maguire, not very good. Had one very very good bit, which is when the Sandman was being created and was like desperately trying to pull himself together. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So death, death army idea. The malformed, all of Nagash's oh. leftovers. So things like <laughs> these piles of ashes that are desperately trying to maintain a humanoid form. You know, skeletons formed with mismatched bones and zombies stitched together out of nothing but discarded limbs. Like that's the idea for that one. <laughs> like, but it, it started with. I was like, what would be a good death action that I just had the image of like the Sandman desperately trying to pull himself together out of a pile of sand, like yeah. that, but a <laughs> cremated body. <laughs> <laughs> like Nagash is like, what can I do with this pile of ash? Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it the drive to at least try. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like he just his, his his remains, just the, yeah. the, the odds and sods that he's got lying around. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's so great. Um. Right, my and this will be my last one because like I said mm. I didn't do a destruction yeah, one. So yeah. my death one is uh, just th- think uh, metal undead. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Hell so, yeah. so they're um yeah they're called the uh, the burnished necro kings. Okay, nice. so they're basically from Shimon, the uh, realm mm-hmm. of metal. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they're led by uh, Kesnar, the molten liege, um, and basically they've come about. Because basically necromancers uh, that are part of this uh, region have decided that you know skeletons aren't strong enough, you know, in yeah. their current state. So they basically, what they're doing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they're thinking, we let's get some, you know, there's plenty of metal. So basically, they're using mm. a combination of you know their necromatic uh, magic in co- uh, to obviously raise the dead, but then they're combining them with the metal that's in the realm because mm. you've got like bronze seas and silver yeah. mountains. So they're literally yeah. extracting the met- the metal, um, and then the metal. <laughs> The the, yeah. the the particular metal yeah. alloy dictates the rank of the oh, uh, the troops. So yeah. you got like bro- so you got like bron- the bronze ones are you like you know you grunt sort of skeletons, and then you have got like the elite l- units are more like ba- mm. made of silver, mm. and then yeah. obviously the golden ones are like your your generals and things like that. Mm. Um, and then what, I thought of one of the really cool units they could have 
Yeah. Is they've got these huge launchers where they basically launch these huge magnets uh, like at the back <laughs> of the, the behind the enemies. Yeah. And yeah, then what yeah. they do is they then, and then that attracts all the skeletons to, oh, you know, man. to like basic, like you could have like do like sort of the equivalent yeah, of like yeah, yeah. doom wheels and things like that with like size oh, and it just man. like just smashes through the enemies and yeah. stuff like that. That that's actually really great. I I, okay, I don't want to belittle the idea. My immediate thought was of like a necromancer with one of those grabby claw things, just picking up a skeleton and dunking it in the metal sea. Yeah, like, yeah. Boy, I was like, yeah. oh, it looks good enough. Throwing yeah. it, getting yeah. another skeleton. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's like a like a like a big mold thing, you know, like like yeah, how GW yeah. make their models. It's just like they just inject these molds full of metal, basically. Uh, so yeah, that was yeah, that was my uh, my yeah. uh, death suggestion. I like that, yeah. Um, and then my sort of off the cuff destruction one that this was the last one I thought up. Uh, and I'm temp- I'm tentatively naming this the Realms Reborn. Uh, have oh right, a force nice. Of, have a force of nature style faction where it's just a bunch of elementals from different realms have been awakened by the Necroquake trying to set magic right. Like you know, the problem with Shaiish is now all the magic is going into the center instead of flowing out. Like. That yep. upsets the natural order of every realm, which is why the Necroquake happened. Have mm-hmm. the realms themselves, like, have, like, living realm stones start getting up and walking around and trying to fix this problem. <laughs> like, you know, just imagine, like, something from Shaman is, like, it, you know, Shaman provides, like, this big golem of effectively, like, a chunk of magic metal that just rolls around <laughs> in, through enemy ranks. You know, from the realm of fire, it's just a horde of, like, tiny little fire sprites that just sort of run around and cause chaos and things like that. Have have all, <laughs> have all this elemental stuff, like, and you can go interesting because the realms aren't pure elements. They can be concepts mm. as, well, as well. So have, like, have the elementals from, say, uh, Gairan or Gur. Mm-hmm be these walking avatars of life and predatory instinct and things like that. And, you know, maybe, hey, bring Orion back with that. Yeah. You know, have him, have him I be like, the I really like that idea. Gur, something like mm. that, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Mm. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah we've, we've got some, some... Yeah, we've had some. Uh, now, of course, everyone else provided far more ideas than that. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, that was just our own. So we'll, we'll start... Should we start with the Discord? Yeah, see what yeah, let's start off with people have said. Yeah. Right. Um okay, do you wanna do you wanna start yeah. it? Or? Yeah, uh so Sigmund Fruit starts off with squats uh tongue <laughs> emoji because clearly Age of Sigma does have dwarves, and then later on in a different channel says actual answer to the faction question, I'd love to see dinosaurs come back. Doesn't have to be lizard <laughs> men, a more mystical no? dino riders of any kind would rule. Yeah. Yes. Um very much. Everyone uh, likes dinosaurs. Yeah, everyone likes dinosaurs. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the idea of like, because back when they were all like the malign port and short story, we floated the idea of I think a destruction lizard man offshoot because like okay. they started going nuts because there's that short story where the slam died and the lizards are like, oh yeah yeah I know yeah the skinks were like we got to start pumping out more saurus doesn't matter that they're not ready yet we need them to be aggressive anyway so it's fine if they're born too early or whatever. <laughs> and like, I, I think that would be cool as like a dino faction as more of a destruction idea fitting less into that, like, astral foresight thing and more into, like, the shamanic kind of yeah. tribal idea would be pretty awesome. I, the thing yeah. is, I, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking, like, Dino Riders, the cartoon, mm. where they, uh, oh, they, yeah. they combine them with the, the Caradron uh, yeah. Overlord. So you have, like, these cool. steam-powered yeah. dinosaurs. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. God, I forgot about that. But, I mean, yeah, no. I've that'd be amazing. Mm. 
<laughs> right. Uh, next on Discord is uh, Drew64. And mm-hmm. he says, factionless free peoples. So take the Stormhost slash Enclave slash Skyport slash Beast Herd to the extreme. Have those define your Grad Alliance or don't. Um, and Shaishan free people who can use necromancy, destructive tribes in Gur, Shaman, armored guys. Yeah? Yeah. yeah? That would I, be really I think cool. Free- I think free peoples are, are definitely going to get some sort of expansion yeah. or some sort of but clarity be, with them. They're going to be part of order, and I like this yes, idea of like the I don't know. Have a call. Uh, just, my brain just won't call it Citizens United. That's probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like you know, again, again, hey, call back to my importance. There was that bit where there's a village in Shaish under attack by Nurgle and the citizens are like working with necromancers and skeletons mm. because they're part yeah. of the death order. They're what we would call free yeah. peoples, but they're mm. absolutely part of death. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Very uh, cool indeed. Let's see. Um, Meph, who I believe has shortened their name from Mephestrix because we kept mispronouncing yeah, he do- it. He, he, does, he did his favor there. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, what about a race like Dragonborn from D&D? So that's like humanoid dragon people, basically. Yep. That or a race of sentient machines. Huh, Necrons. Um, Dragonborn <laughs> could ally with dragons. There's not too many in Age of Sigma, as I remember, which would be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the Drake stuff is order, cause like the Star Drakes and all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. That's right. I forget the name of the big head of the Star Drakes that's friends with Sigma, but, um, uh, well, it's, it's a lord, well, you got there's a Lord Celestine, a Le- Lord Celestine mm. on the Star Drake. Um, yeah, and like uh, all the yeah. Dracolines and the Dracoths yeah. and the, the other things that start with D R A C. Yeah, I, I think that would be really cool and like have it as a variant where it's so Stormcast are like the big heavy infantry faction. Like, you know, we've got these guys, they've got heavy armor, they've got a bunch of wounds. Have these guys is like we have that, but we have way more monsters. Like just really pack it out with drakes would be awesome. I yeah, think. yeah. And to be fair, you can have a destruction force as well mm. for oh yeah for them. You know, you don't have to be always uh, order. I think when it comes mm. to dragons. So yeah, yeah, that's very very cool indeed. Um, and lastly on Discord, uh, Rad Shadow. How about some weird tech stuff? I want the AOS equivalent to Imperial Knights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Trust <yeah>. him. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what that so, is actually going to be. That's going to be the. That? Uh, that's going to be the clan scryer release. That's probably coming. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, we're going to get gonna like some a rat ogre, the hide rat knight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, rat knight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Now you're right. They they don't have mm. anything like that. That's yeah. just so huge yeah. that you know it's literally you have one two models and that's it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like there's room for that. Like um, it's yeah. The to- the total Warhammer game has the the death faction with the Necrofex Colossus, where it's like the big shipwreck undead. It's, okay. It's literally like a giant robot made out of a shipwreck and the ship's crew is like the undead holding it together. It has a big <laughs> cannon arm and a big grabby arm. It's basically an Imperial Knight, but undead. That'd be, yeah. I would like, that'd I would be like, very big, cool. like a big, big, like, like you said, two or three model army would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, right. Let's switch to Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, right. So, yep. Yeah, start yep. with, uh, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie the Jasper at Lord underscore Celestin hey. uh, says a race of hyper intelligent otters that are physically <laughs> feeble but are so attuned to light magic so strongly that they can obliterate armies with a single gesture. Basically, order Skaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he continues with, also, this would be an elite army like ever chosen with only about nine models needed for 2,000 points. The main hero would be as powerful as Archeon, but comes on a 25mm base because it's just an otter. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I, I feel like this is a bit of a gag answer, but I really kind of want that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I do too. I, if you, I, it reminds me of the, um, I know it's slightly different, but it reminds me of the, mm. the, like, the uh, space otters in South Park. There's an episode yeah. years ago where they, they've got these space otters. It just reminds me of that, like, yeah. hyper intelligent otters. It just, mm. it just been great. Oh, amazing. Uh, right. <laughs> Next is, uh, Matt at the first R Talk, R Talk. Um, elves, proper elves, wood elves, war dancers, way watchers, warhawk riders, Orion. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think that they're That's a proper. Coming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, people are craving for something like that. I mean, I suppose oh, it depends yeah. what happens with the, the light shadow elves that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Tyrion and T- Teclis are, you know, uh, going to yeah. be bringing to us. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Chuck mm. Bell at Chuck Bell 5 says, I think it would be ra- awesome to have a race of automatons that were created to help fight chaos and accidentally ended up with sentience and their own agenda. Maybe the Necrophake yeah. messed with the spells and signs that made them work. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you have the, the six smiths, those things that Grungni made to help with the forging process. For That's Stormcast. right, yeah. Yep. Just imagine if those six guys went mental, because they're just big robots, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, start, and they can start churning out you know, mm. their own race as well. Robots, yeah. no, Stormcasts. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, right, next is Mr. S- underscore sketches at sketches underscore Mr. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, Tomb Kings-esque force, but more focus on stone uh, slash jade constructs like a terracotta Ooh. army instead of mummies. Oh, I like yes. that. Yes. yes. That's, that sounds like an army from War Machine and Hordes. There's, there's one like of the idea. one of the hordes faction has like an option to be a terracotta army basically. Mm. Yeah, oh, that sounds very. That's cool. really cool. I really and mm. that's a good way to bring tomb kings in and have them be more different. Unique. Like, like yeah. none the mummies didn't survive the transition, but the statues did. And guess who got his soul in a statue? Yeah, oh. Cetra, <laughs> Cetra, Cetra, the <laughs> imperial knight sized tomb king statue. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be pretty oh, please. great. <laughs> yeah yeah um let's see kyle v big, yeah big yeah. one next <laughs> oh yeah uh oh he made so many replies okay kyle yeah. v at valdi 2011 says dragonborn order race arrogant noble hates actual dragons mm-hmm. cool. yeah yeah yep. or ethereal destruction force wild spirits shamans and natural forces trying to bring back the wild to the mortal realms oh i like good. that it yeah, sounds a bit like good. um my destruction idea which yeah that makes that that's probably yeah i like that have have some shame yeah. trying to help shape things on the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, centaur elves not arrogant mm-hmm. or anything like old elves but more like the new version of wood elves oh yeah, that, yeah. that'd be See a that? great kicker like we're bringing wood elves back and it shows you like the top half of a wood elf model and then yeah. they release it the next month and it's like it's a centaur <laughs> <laughs> like the entire army. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be good. Um, or final one, uh, death worshipping cults, not summonable, but alive units that have some of their own synergies with certain death factions. Example, a vampire leading a city of his own blood supply. It's seen as a blessing to be chosen to be his food, etc. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And like I said, yeah. in Shayish, normal living free peoples work with the death faction because that's how you yeah. live in Shayish yeah. if you're not in one of the cities. Yeah. 
Very cool indeed. I like some of those. <laughs> some rather all solid suggestions. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. N- next, uh, Amadeus Everlasting Gobstoffer at Amadeus underscore Hopkins. I would create a new faction, something outside of the death, order, chaos, and destruction, some unforeseen and unattended consequence of Nagash playing with magic like he does. After all, for every action, there's an equally opposite reaction. Yeah? I mean, that's yeah. the... I mean, one that of my factions cool. is built off the Necroquake, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all of them could come off the back of it oh, if yeah. you wanted. The Necroquake gives you so many excuses for this one thing that was perfectly fine, suddenly went wrong, and now we have a whole new group of things trying to kill us. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Mes- yeah, Meskorov at Meskorov uh, says, simply, Dragonkin. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting quite a popular I feel answer, like, that one. I feel like the dragon people is a very popular choice. Yeah. I can well, I can see why you know. Oh yeah, people like people like those dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, right next, uh, Xavier at Xavier Carothers, um, mm-hmm. anthropomorphic rabbits that hate Skaven. They are order. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah. Got, we've got otters now. We've got rabbits. <laughs> we'll watership that, down in this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just a <laughs> bunch of really fatalistic. Nihilistic uh, rabbit warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, there's quite a few um, animal-related miniatures out there, because I think mm. Adrian was working on some, you know, like badgers yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. Mm, yeah, do a badger absolutely. one. Yeah, oh, come yeah. on. Special one, just for Matt. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, t- they're tired of being culled. Let's <laughs> they're, yeah, they're fight yeah. back. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Malin at Malin Mantra says more centigors, maybe slangors could be a new variant of this unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also says, I have two human factions in mind. One, Al Mukhtar's Desert Dogs meet Age of Sigmar. Pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And two, there was this picture of merchants with flying ships in the core book, I believe. Don't recall at the moment, but a race of human casters or merchants with some construct servants could be a thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that'd be good. See that? Have it, have it, have it like as an offshoot of the engineers stuff. Yeah, they got tired of building just cannons, and they yeah, yeah. Built actual robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think people are calling for dragons and robots at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they they want a Necrons equivalent, and they want dragons. Which yeah, fair. Let's go with that. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So May- next is Magos Ronnie forty k at Ronnie. Four 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 two three eight one four because obviously there's <laughs> no or, or that's how many Ronnies there are in oh. on Twitter. So he oh, no. he's like the uh, the, the Magos has been doing a cloning experiment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, uh, or he or she said, well, I presume he uh, says, dogs of war have a hodgepodge eclectic band of warriors from the more mundane but less often explored mortal realms. This could give a bit of everything for anyone or everyone yeah. uh yeah i mean like it's a mercenary it's, it's, style thing yeah which we sort of saw in a um, city <clears throat> of secrets and if you read yeah. callus and toll yeah. where you've got you know a witch hunter you've got a free guild <coughs> general you've Sorry. got you know an el a, an elven captain you know again just like mm. a a proper mixed bag of all these different yeah. you know races yeah. now i think yeah i could That's i could cool. be on board with that yeah yep uh ld at muskokaloon uh says <clears throat> beg pardon i'm getting a cough again uh <clears throat> says i would go for sverf neblin uh which for those not in the know are sort of the deep underground gnomes from dungeons and dragons 
Ah, that, okay. I was going to ask you. I was like, yeah, please yeah. know what that is. I have no idea uh, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their shtick is that they are sort of really insular and xenophobic, but they are really skilled with stone-based magic. So, like, they carve tunnels with magic and, the, you mm. know, they can petrify intruders and things like that. I think that would be really cool. Have it, like... yeah even smaller than dwarves but because dwarves can't really do magic instead of like dwarves where they have all the technology have like a small underground primary race but they just have amazing casters as their big yeah. thing and cool. like not yeah. not heavy elite infantry i guess you'd have like light infantry mm-hmm. okay mm. yeah 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 i'm digging that yeah okay uh <coughs> right next is jay warren at uh bugman's bro and they say, uh, Valeia Reborn, Dwardin Vengeance Incarnate, really pissed with the gash, complete with warrior maidens in flying chariots. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love da, that. Da, 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 I want warrior maidens in flying chariots. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the line that I went, I need that. That needs to be a thing. Just like, <laughs> that is a great hey, you're going, you're going for more diverse armies and you don't want to play Daughters of Cain where everyone's in a miniskirt, which uh, fair enough if you don't want to do that. No, play these enough. guys. Play a whole bunch of the Valkyries, but dwarves. <laughs> yeah, I would be yeah. so into that. That'd be so That'd be good. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Ah. Let's see. And finally, S one three three at S one three three Arcanite underscore TZ says a faction of human wind charmers who can control light and dark in the winds for destruction. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 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 The last one. Did we miss Fantastic one? suggestions. No, that's not all of them. That's not all of oh, them. Oh, no. One more. Oh, of course uh, we do. We have the on other the one. Retweet, on the retweet version of the initial post. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to do it? Because yeah, I've go for it. Already. it. I can't so think it, where it is. Yeah, it's our good buddy, Grayed Out. Brackets makes dice bags at Graylight yeah. Storms. Uh, good stuff. That. Makes very cool dice bags. Uh, says, Sky Goblins. I'm pretty sure Air Pirate Gobbos are a thing in the fluff. Needs to happen. Also, a reimagining of the classic dwarf trope or chaos dwarfs within Games Workshop. Um, and Christopher Mitchell at Designed by Chrism says, I second proper chaos dwarfs with big tall hats. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Like the the really crazy old artwork, which I believe you replied to them with. I love that. I, the the, mm. the very original uh, Warhammer Chaos Dwarfs yeah. army book. It yeah. Just, uh, it just. Riding I a love big it. flying Taurus. <laughs> I, it, it got me think. It got me looking at uh, Chaos Dwarf models as well, because mm. the you know if you want to get into Chaos Dwarfs, obviously you need to go into Forge World and get the yeah. uh, the Legion yeah. of Asgore, which unfortunately isn't the cheap option. No, and without sort nice. of, uh, they do look very nice, but there is some great. You know, again, just going slightly off tangent, there's some great third party models out there if you search oh, yeah. hard enough oh, yeah, for absolutely. Chaos Dwarfs <laughs> without naming names. So mm, yeah, mm. some really really good suggestions there. I said that we've. Oh, yeah. I I think I think like I said of all the topics we've done, I I was thoroughly, as you can tell, when I was writing my ideas, mm. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I was just like, it felt like you know it'd be amazing being an actual designer of these things. You know, if you were like, right, we you, we want you to you know brainstorm some new faction ideas. Oh, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Imagine that. Imagine being mm. sat in a room, just yeah. you know, drawing and uh, and brainstorming. So no, thank you everyone for all your. <laughs> ideas and uh like i said you know games workshop if you hear any of these you know yeah you, you, can, you come them. talk to us first yeah <laughs> them, but talk to us so we can get free free models <laughs> <laughs> yes please <laughs> i want i want the dwarf valkyrie so bad now beautiful yeah <laughs> right so yeah that's been episode 22 we've uh 
got to the end of the show. It's yeah. been uh, it's been great fun as always. Um, so before we sign off, uh, where can people find you on the internet, Cameron? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at night underscore twitten. I will probably be tweeting about how difficult my life is now going back to work. Oh, <laughs> uh, or tweeting about Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Because that, that's all I am. I'm a, I'm a nerd in a fleshy meat sack. Yeah, um, <laughs> we all are. How about Don't worry yourself? about yourself. Uh, you yeah, actually you can... made a tweet once. I know. You made a, you know, made a real I... tweet. Oh my yeah, God. It, it was me. I, <laughs> I like I said, I I'm on my personal Twitter. I've been very vacant because I suppose I just spend so much time mm. on on the Realm and Ruin one. So yeah, no, <laughs> I've, I'm back on my own Twitter, which is at Nin, Ninja Badger Seven. Uh, like I said, yeah, come and talk. I you know I'm trying to get back into video games and you know and stuff like that. So yeah, and whatever takes my fancy. So that's where you can find us on the internet. Obviously, the podcast itself, you can find us on. All the things that we mentioned, mm. uh, you know, near the start of the show, and again, obviously, don't forget to look out for the uh, the competition that's that you know we spoke about earlier. Like yep, I said, yep. once we finish recording shortly, I'm, we're going to start looking to put that up soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so don't forget to enter that, and obviously, don't forget that like I said next episode after this one is going to be our anniversary one, our year anniversary, where we're going to play Wrath and Glory. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait mm-hmm. to play. So don't forget <laughs> to check that out, and yes. we'll catch you on the next show bye ta-da